The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle making, green jacketing, golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just 15 euro. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Nothing wrong with your radio, TV, or Facebook feed. Although there was a Facebook, uh, what was the hashtag today? Facebook shutdown or Facebook? It went dead for like a half an hour. I think both Instagram and Facebook wow. went down. Or Twitter. No, Twitter and Instagram. No, Twitter did not go down. Twitter didn't go down. It was Facebook I, I and Instagram. I almost brought it down myself, but it didn't go down. But uh, Facebook went down. Facebook down, I think, was the hashtag. Facebook down. And the biggest tragedy was there were people frantically trying to send out pictures of their breakfast to all their friends and family on Facebook and couldn't do it. One guy went as far as to actually take Polaroids and send it by a regular U.S. mail so that people can see what people he was having for breakfast Tony. today. I know. People were desperate. Nothing like seeing somebody, uh, well, we do it, but we do it for promotional reasons when we ever go out and have dinner. You of know? course. We go to a tequila dinner that we talk about on the show, which, by the way, the next one's coming up November 2nd. When we go, we take pictures to show people what, you know, they missed or they're missing or what we're enjoying. Yeah, like when we had the Chenda Herb when we went to the, the restaurant in the corner exactly. for your birthday. It's Tony Bruno. It's the third anniversary show. Miss Robin is here. Luigi Cardo's here. And we got some friends in the house tonight, other than Jack. Can we call him a friend now? Jack O'Donnell? <laughs> he did bring food, though. He brought a big stuff. He did. He brought two, you know, two trays. Two trays of lasagna? Two trays of lasagna. There were two. No, one tray of lasagna, one tray of salad. No. Most the, importantly, it was hot. 
And no. it was hot. Two trays of lasagna. <laughs> one is in, it's one's in the oven. One's on the table. Oh wow! Yes, man. That's some big ass trays of lasagna. Huge, right there. bro. Does it after my family from Italy leaves. I know. Last week we were here complaining about food. Luigi got ripped all over Twitter for complaining about food too. Yeah, let me explain that real quick. <laughs> this is what we, it's called. I'm not, I wasn't really hungry. It's called a bit. I was just playing up to I it. Know, all right. Sure you were. Sure you were. I was. Whatever. One thing I've never done. What if you told me not to eat, Robin? One of the things I've never done in all the years in radio is eat on the air or complain about food. Never. Never, never Tony. <laughs> Absolutely never. Uh, anyway, we have fun on this show. Luigi got a little bit uh, uppity last week. I didn't get uppity. Yeah, you did. <laughs> is this how it works? On our anniversary? On our anniversary? It is the third year anniversary. Where were you three thought, years thought, ago? Where was I three years ago? Yeah. I was in Vegas, man. No, for the anniversary show? No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm not talking about three years ago when the show started. When the show started, I was at the Jug, man. Yeah. Damn right. The that was the happened. first show. The Jug handle and it. I, I have been... You know who else was there for the first show but has not been here for months? Joker. And I'm surprised he's not here tonight because that's the night he first made his on-air appearance ever. He's too big for us He now. really is. He goes on Luigi's show on Thursday nights. He gets equal billing. He doesn't get equal billing on this show? No, I guess he gets I'm the guy that first guy that put him on the air and gave him love as the best follow on Twitter, did I not? You should do that when you were doing syndicated radio. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody gives props to the to the folks out there more than I do. Who gives more props to the to the common man? No one. Man, woman, and children out there. Other than Harvey Weinstein. No. But he doesn't <laughs> care about women. Or men. He just cares about the, the women. He doesn't care about children or the men. But that's another story for another uh, agenda ridden show. People are saying, was, was, is the Vladimir going to make an appearance tonight? No, it will not. The Vladimir is actually si it's signed, and it now hangs at Moon Yeah, it's, yes. it's empty. No, no it's, not. it's not empty. Oh, there's still a tiny bit left? There's a little bit left. And what I we forgot did, about that. We all signed it. That's mm -hmm. right. And it now is enshrined. That is Sort of like, you ever see Mysteries at the Museum on Travel Channel with Don Wildman? He says, it's a little thing that sits in the so-and-so museum in so-and-so city. And then they go through the history. Like, somebody's thumbnail is in this museum somewhere. Thumbnail. No, that's what they do. They show it's like a there's I mean, a thimble here in I this know, museum. Out of all the things Germany. you can choose to say, uh, here's thumbnail. the best part is where Moonshine has it has it placed on the mantle. It's next to a bottle of Frank Sinatra Jack. <laughs> and I then know. You got the Vladimir right next to so it. So we signed the Vladimir bottle. Yes, we did as a testament to the Tony yes. Bruno Show podcast. Which I do is what remember they say and, at the end of the uh, Rich said movies. that it will never be drunk, which is uh, what we highly recommend to never finish it. No. <laughs> However, I pointed out that if you triple, you get a Brita filter. And you run Vladimir through that three or four times, it'll taste like Belvedere. Yeah. Yep. Or Grey Goose. No, it is absolutely true. We found this out on uh, How to Hack Your Life. Hack My Life. They did an episode. Did the one tell you that? No, I saw it for myself. Yeah, you can, and, and they did this with vodka drinkers. They took a bottle of, they took a bottle of top shelf vodka and a bottle of rot gut vodka. And then. AKA they, Vladimir. Vladimir or any of the, you know, the cheaper brand, Bankers Club, whatever. And they, they kept filtering the cheap vodka, and they filtered it like three times, and then they asked people to come up to a bar who were bragging about how they know vodka, and they asked them to tell, can you tell the difference between garbage vodka and high and uh, top-shelf vodka? What the hell are you doing over there, Jack? Turn it down. All right. I'm going to have to invoke one of those... No phones will be used during the podcast. I was actually... Why do you, like Kevin Hart, have people arrested 
for having a cell phone well, here, during a here's show. Here's the one thing. Now, you were talking about the filter, the filtration <laughs> of vodka. You can right. take cheap vodka and filter it and make it into so like... So you like filter a, it multiple times. <laughs> right. And but, then they put... I did a blind taste test. So they had if vodka, a, <laughs> vodka A and vodka B. And they had everybody taste it. And then they had them write, write down on a piece of paper which one they thought was the top shelf, which one they thought was the cheap stuff. The majority... I think only one person guessed the top shelf. The other five people all guessed... The triple filtered cheap stuff. Because if you drink Vladimir straight, it will. There's no test needed. You will go blind. Absolutely. That's what I'm so you but will that's go the blind. point. It's, that's why all these crazy that? vodkas. It's my computer. All these vodkas are, are. That's why they say triple filtered or triple distilled. Well, there's the more you. The more you filter it, the more the impurities come out. Well, there's one thing that we don't have to filter on this program, and there's no impurities that come out of this bottle because it is our anniversary, and our friends over at Michael and David, David have sent us a. Uh, a bottle of Rapture, yes. Tony. Now, there's no need to filter this product. No, this is, a, this is a fine, fine, exquisite bottle of... Uh, we crack one open every single anniversary. Yep, and this is, of course, uh, the great... Oh, this is when Joe and I got drunk last time. Very drunk. <laughs> but uh, before we start... And I actually course, said to Robin, I was like, Robin, she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> That's exactly how she talked last year. I was... But before she, we start, yes. speaking of wine and the great people of Michael David up there in Lodi, California, not affected by what has now been, they're calling it maybe the greatest... And California goes through fires every year. In the 11 years I lived there, I saw so many of them driving home right on the 405. I actually stopped on the side mm -hmm. of the road one night while I was driving home, and the whole side of the mountain was on fire. And I started rolling tape. I didn't even do, a, like, a periscope because it wasn't going on, like, five or six years ago like right. it is now. But I took video and posted it. It was scary. We, did, we, did, mm -hmm. we just taped it and then fed it out well, later. The, the sad thing is that Southern California... Has a fire, too, in Anaheim, and you can see the flames and the smoke from Disneyland. Yeah. So there's two massive fires, one in Anaheim in Southern California, but the one in Northern California is up in the Santa Rosa. It's uh, tonight, for example, and they do before get, we came on. They do uh, get Calistoga. fires, right. They do Calistoga get fires there every Can I finish year. The, uh, the point about Calistoga, yes. please, first, Robin? Calistoga was evacuated, which is another area in the wine country. That's where Dick Vermeil's wines are from, Calistoga, mm -hmm. California. Did you know that? Yeah, we had one, uh, what did we open? The Dick Vermeil, the Zinfandel. The Zinfandel, yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to yell at you, Robin, but you'll have to let me finish the first point before you don't, look, it, don't it look at me. How don't does look. it feel? Guys, um, it's our anniversary. I know. So, <laughs> are you supposed to argue? Robin and I argue all the time. We don't wait for anniversary. <laughs> I know. Right. The area of grievances right here. I got a lot of problems with you people, and you're going to hear about it. But anyway, our thoughts, we have friends up there. We've contacted a couple of them. Up in Napa, the, the Chandry so family. So our very good friends, the Chandry family, who have a winery. Um, a small they, winery, a but small a great winery. winery. We do not know as of today. They had to evacuate. The last thing that they had heard, which was day before yesterday when we talked to them, their winery had, uh, their house at the winery was spared for the moment. They don't know how the vineyards have gone, and the fire, the winds have shifted constantly, and they're not back yet. So they do not know if it's still standing. Everything could have changed since the last time they heard it when they left and they evacuated. Um, Julio, um, who is like a brother to Tony. The great Julio Tempesta. He yeah, used he to have a restaurant in San Francisco right, in, right down a couple blocks from, from the ballpark, the Giants ballpark there, AT&T Park. He just recently closed the location right. in San Francisco down and moved out to Glen Ellen in that area, up in, in the Sonoma area. And that area has been torched. And we haven't been able to get in hold, a hold of uh, Julio. Now, the latest news I saw before we came on here on this Wednesday night, October 11th, was that there were like 500 people missing yesterday, Tuesday. They have now found 
uh, all but 150 people that were missing and they couldn't account for because a lot of people lost not only their homes, but their cell service, cell towers were burned. And so it's a, it's a disaster. And I, I was reading uh, earlier that this fire could be technically, when all is said and done, the biggest fire in California history as far as devastation and destruction and homes and businesses lost and lives lost. There's been, I think, 18 people are now dead as a result, including a story of this couple that was married 75 years and they were in their 90s and they were living up there in the Santa Barbara, Santa, Santa Clara area, Napa Valley, Sonoma Valley, that whole area up there and they finally found them, the couple married 75 years dead in their home because they couldn't get out. So, so it's a, it's a well, we don't know about, so the, back to Julio, mm -hmm. his house is safe for now, um, it, which is located in Sonoma, but um, he's pretty sure they have not allowed anybody back up into Glen Ellen. He's pretty sure that the restaurant is gone. Wow. Um, the hotel was on fire that it's attached to. They don't know if they were able to save anything of the hotel. Um, now, his restaurant was located on one end of it, um, so we'll see. Yeah, so we just hope everybody is okay, and when they get the fires out, it's going to take a while because it's amazing how these things just spark up and then spread for thousands and thousands of acres. That's why I was asking you earlier. I'm like, did they, did they find a cause of this fire? Like, was this like something that's... This no, they haven't happened? said it yet. Was I mean, there a drought? I mean, is that what happened? Actually, they've had a lot of rain in the Bay Area this summer. That's well, the that's, amazing thing. That's what I was trying to say. Normally, they, they're used to having... Uh, wildfires every single year all over California, and it's usually containable. Right. But because of all the rain, they have had an enormous amount of overgrowth, which they have not been used to. And they don't have things in place like Southern California does, where firefighters and residences go out and they clear. They, they make fire paths, and they also do controlled fires. So you're telling me that they've either suffered for from lack of water and precipitation and now they're suffering because of the fact they've had too much of Correct. it and things have grown and they can't control things, are, things go crazy in so. fact when we were the last time one of the last times we were up there we were driving up to livermore which is another wine area in uh, in a, not napa but it's certainly right near san francisco that's where john madden has there's a bunch of wineries up in livermore john madden lives there we played bocce boom and um and we saw goats on the sides of the roads where there's all grass. Oh, you saw they, Tom Brady and Carson Wentz out well, there? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they actually have goats now on the highways <laughs> to eat the grass. That's because, smart, because they're so Because they're so on an incline, it's hard to get equipment and to cut the grass. And goats can get anywhere Yeah, and, and these goats everything. are used to, to cut, you know, to bring the shrubbery down and all the greenery down, except in the club, because if you know, you've got to have the greenery. Of course, you see the scenery in the club. <laughs> So to speak. Have the greenery. Again, I don't want to make a joke while we're talking about tragedy, but no, no, that, that they use goats on the sides of hills. That's smart, man. In the hill country to keep the growth down, but unfortunately, and as Robin mentioned, you know, this volunteer they have to use airships, you know, with the big water tanks that fly over. That's how they get the water mm -hmm. down on this because there's not a lot of hoses and there's not a lot of little fire. There's not a fire hydrant on every corner like there is in. You know, in, in big in areas. Philly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know if, if, if anybody has seen or goes to Tony's uh, Instagram page, Tony Bruno Show 1. Um, was Mark down a, earlier today during the Facebook? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, but the, Tony uh, has posted a before and after photograph of a, um, Santa a Rosa. neighborhood in Santa Rosa, and it is, it's devastating. It looks like a bomb hit it. Yeah. You see all the houses, all nice. Next picture, everything completely burned. So 
again, I, I know everybody uses thoughts and prayers, but and not because we know people there, but when you see these kinds of tragedies, well, you know, destruction you talk, of this you name. talk about all the different things that have gone on all over the United States, all over the world, um, uh, flooding, hurricanes, uh, all these different natural disasters, and... A fire I really isn't a natural disaster, though. No, no. I mean, I mean it, it is. Well, we hope it. I, how do you even say this? We kind of hope that this is a natural disaster, that nobody put it, set it on purpose. It doesn't matter how it started. How, I mean, it's a natural disaster no matter what. fire is a natural what. disaster, and it, it wipes out. There's not one single piece of anything left after a fire. Whereas, you know, if you have a hurricane or if you have a flood, yes, there are a lot of things are ruined. But you can still oftentimes find mementos, certain things that you might be able to find. With fire, it's gone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everything's gone. You know what? But at, at that point, you just worry about being alive. Yeah. You worry about getting out and being alive. Absolutely. That's the bottom line. You can replace your home. You can replace anything. Yeah. You can anything can be replaced. Well, that's like Rebecca Chandry. She said that they, she and her husband were hosing down their roof, and they were hosing down their property, and they probably, if it hadn't been for their sons, who are teenager, young teenagers, they, they might have stayed a little bit longer to try to save their house and ensure that it was hosed down properly. But they finally said, you know what? It's not worth it. No. It's not worth Do our I'm lives. It's not worth the kids' lives to try and stay even five more minutes so they took off before i was doing this uh i was in i was in respiratory and during hurricane irene or the you know whatever storm was i was out delivering oxygen to people who lost power like all over the place. i was driving at the new hope tony like places you couldn't even get to i had to get to because people were, were out of oxygen first responders couldn't even get to them so i'm able to get up there during this whole thing though my ha my place is getting flooded completely wow. everything i own is is being destroyed I get back to my house after being on the road for 11 hours. I open my front door. My slippers came floating out of the front door. Dude. I shut the I front door and walked out. I don't mean to laugh. I lost, no, I lost everything I have. I had yeah. no renter's insurance. Oh. Uh, hey, who gets renter's insurance when you're 28, 29 yeah, years old? Yeah, no, you're right. Who has health care when you're 28, 29 years old? I'm 35. I don't have it now. So that's why I got to go undefeated. It's an outrage. But anyway, we, we are thinking of all our great friends and all those folks in all these areas, whether it's Las Vegas going through what Puerto they're going Rico. through. No matter what. Puerto Rico. We're in Houston a, is rebuilding and getting things back to normal. Speaking of that, we're, like I said, we're in a country where, where people pull together and we help mm -hmm. each other. And that's it. And, and they're going to rebuild and we're going to be okay. And they're going to be okay too, man. And our friends at Michael David up in Lodi. Yep. Now, we, they didn't send this out during no, a travesty. We, well, we, we, we don't pop these every week. These no, are, this is a special bottle of Rapture Cab. But you can order it on, on the Michael David site, mdwinery.com. Mm -hmm. And our contact, the fam, fantastic Paul Munoz, um, I contacted him. And, and as of yesterday, the Lodi vineyards were still safe. Oh, they're, they're so, um, But, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Is that the Wheel of Fortune? <laughs> that the of course, we have my, a new puzzle, by the way. Uh, we do have a new puzzle. The uh, puzzle now is uh, Places You Hate. Places you hate. No, is he playing Wheel of Fortune right now? I while no, we're on the no, I haven't played. I'm just, I'm just asking. No, the Wheel of Fortune sound is his text messaging. Oh, that's the best, though. So, um, so we are we are grateful for whatever places have stayed safe, and um, we just pray that the winds will die down so it does not keep continue spreading. That's the biggest problem, is people don't understand how the winds when they pick up those Santa Ana winds. Um, just one little burning ember can just fly miles and start something new. And another thing, while we're, we're discussing natural disaster versus man-made disaster, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, and I'm not, I don't know what the case is here, but a lot of fires in California, in the hills, like if you go up Malibu and all the dry places in the summer, 
somebody throws a cigarette butt out the window so of the car. Stupid. I was just going to say that, you and know, it's over. And a lot of those fires that have occurred in the past have been the result of somebody recklessly throwing a lit yep. cigarette butt out the window. And then before you know it, boom. Yep. Luigi, by the way, now opening the bottle of Michael and David Rapture, but you got to do closer so we can. Or even people hear. who are out and about and like leave their beer bottles out or throw them out the window or whatever, and the glass. You're going to do the because of the sun. Yep. Acts as a magnifier and starts a little flame. So you know you, you got to think, people, when you're driving out there, when you're out well, camping, when s- you're doing stuff. The sun helped a little bit today because it helped fade a certain document that was on my vehicle. Which well, that's it. Please, we don't want to talk about that. Right, let me pour now. Let me do the all first right. pour tonight for all our. Fr- We're getting over on somebody. Let me do the first official pour without trying to spill it tonight. Don't spill it. Oh, come on! Oh, that's good, bro. That's a full pour right there. Sort of like when you go to a tractor pull, they say, pull, 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 pull. Do you ever go to a tractor pull when they get the big monster trucks out there and they're trying to pull like a 10 billion pound weight behind them and they crank no. the thing up in the front of the... No, I, li- I, li- I literally have anything else to do. Speaking of full pull... Yes. Um, oh, now I have to look up his We're name. We're talking again. about Harvey Weinstein again? No. no. Um, our listener... Potted plants, I heard, though, but I just read Actually, that. maybe, Luigi, maybe you know more information because we uh, we were gone in uh, D.C. over the weekend. Oh, well, Jack was in contact with him through the, email. Um, the, the guy that was doing the the, seven, the the 737 airplane pull. I did not make it, unfortunately. You didn't make it? Luigi, you didn't make it either? I could. I had to work. Oh, okay. So... I got him. I, I let me look up the email. But, uh, Grand Slam, five nothing national. Oh my! How about that, Dusty Baker? All you Dusty Baker haters. Thank you, Bill Stout. Wow! Who hit the home run? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, I'm actually looking up the the. Where is so it? the Nationals obviously started uh, before we get to the other thing. Nationals started Strass, Stephen Strasburg. Even though yesterday Dusty Baker on Tuesday said that, that, that uh, Strasburg and a couple of his players weren't feeling well because they had mold in their hotel room in Chicago. Mold is now the thing. You know, there's high schools closed because of mold in New Jersey. Cheltenham High School here in Philadelphia has had mold issues. That was former Philly Michael Taylor. Michael Taylor? Yeah, uh, was it salami? It was salami, brother. Wow. I didn't even know Michael Taylor was still in baseball. He is, man. He's a utility guy for the, for the Nats, man. Dude. That's where you get the John Jays. These are the guys that come up big in postseason, right? The Greg Councils of the world. Not the superstar guys. You know, you get a guy like John Jay who's done it a bunch of times. Yes, Robin. Okay, Daniel Fowler. That's right, Daniel. Remember we had him on? Yes. And he was going up to Newark Airport, and he was going to pull a 737 for charity. You got to open it up. Yeah, now it's got to open up. Yeah, a little just got to breathe a little bit. Um, he w- he That's had what a Harvey Weinstein people, said, I think. Also, and this uh, was um, a fundraiser for the Special Olympics. And guess what? They came in first place. All right. They came in first place. to go up there. I, I and said if Jack I, said he was going to go up there too. I, both guys stood. I said if I'd have to work, I would have went up there. I would have gripped and ripped it with him, man. But I, I couldn't. But they didn't even need me. Nope, they didn't need you. They came in first place. They raised over three thousand dollars. And they said thank you, uh, thank you so much to the Tony Bruno Show for helping them. And um, that's awesome. How awesome is that? That's great. First place is awesome. Exactly. You know what they say: if you ain't first, you're last, Tony. <laughs> Not in charity, though. No, I know that. Anybody who participates, even if you're in last place in a charity event, you're better than losing the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> losing the Super Bowl means you're a loser. Losing in a charity event. 
nobody's a loser there. You know who also aren't losers? People call this program. 717-363-8669. 717-363-TONY. Exactly. You're supposed to say 717-363-TONY first. I said it and second. And then say 8669 if you can't figure out what Tony is. By the way, we have other guests here tonight, too. The great Ryan Haas. Is it Haas or Hossie? Hossie. 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 Not like Jason Haas, who, of course, was the ghost hunters guy, but he spelled it differently. Jason Hazi, who was one of our interns. Yes, he was. And now he's moving up in the world, right? And he's doing the show on Wildfire Radio? Yes, he is. And he's doing it with uh, David Fenster, who's also on Wildfire. Now, you went on David's show, right? Yes, I, went on, I, I was on with both of them. Great couple of guys, man. Beautiful, man. Now it was over in Jersey, right? Yeah, it was over at Wildfire Studios. Did they Jersey. at least pay your toll for the way Hell back? no. I ain't okay. seen Dime One, man. We opened the alcohol, though. Did you have Now, they brought their own wine tonight, too. Well, they didn't bring their own. They actually brought wine for us, and then we opened it right away. Wait a minute. So which wine are they drinking now? They so drinking our so wine or their wine? They brought us wine, but they opened and drank it themselves? That's the way it's supposed oh, to do That's exactly right. You're doing it right. Hey, I brought a nice bottle of wine. You guys are on your way. I'll open it up for you and let it breathe a little I think, bit. I think we have that little plaque somewhere that says, we only serve the finest wines. Did you bring any? Exactly. <laughs> we have all those tacky wine signs in the wine cellar here tonight. Happy hour this way. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. But we have the wine bottle list, too, though. Because uh, somebody on Twitter last night saying, I'm opening a gigantic bottle of wine. And then I tweeted, Which co- well, how gigantic? And I went down all the different sizes. If you can grab that, Louise. I can't grab that from I now. You, I want to grab and show everybody uh, uh, who's watching on Facebook Live, by the way. And if you're watching, don't forget to share it so that your friends can find out about the podcast three years later. So here are the pictures of the wine bottles. You have the split, which is .19 liters. You have the half, which is 0.38. Then you've got the standard 0.75 liters. You know that, right? Like right. a standard bottle of... Like you can buy a split or, or a half in some of those cheaper no, restaurants. You can buy it in a club and been, pay like $50. Right. For I've been Wait. buying boxes, Holmes. No, but when you go into a club, they say, hey, would you like to buy champagne for the lady? And then it's a split, and they charge you fifty dollars for it, and yeah. it's cheap garbage. She cost me less than the bottle, so no. <laughs> no, 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 no thanks, man. Then you got the Magnum, which not just a bottle, which but is up the, there. The Magnum is one point five liters. No, that's bigger than a Magnum, right there. Is it? Yeah. Then you got the Gerald Boom, which is four four point five liters. Then the Methuselah, Methuselah, six liters. The Salamanzar. Who I believe was in uh, Breaking Bad too, one of the uh, characters. Well, does it say mad. that earthquake Zen up there? How many liters is that one? This is. Uh, hold on, while I get the bottle. Here, Excuse give me. me while give me the I'm bottle, and you you keep. No, Tony, you. I'll take the bottle. You you keep reading what the you size is. You take the cannoli. Are. I'll leave the guy. Excuse me while I whip this out. No, I can't see it. Anyway, enough about bottles. Let's get down to the business. Now, before we came on tonight, we have breaking news on the show. A lot of time, people use the breaking news thing, and it's fake. <laughs> Breaking news is always legit. Did I mention Jim from Cheltenham was there tonight? This is three liters. That's three liters? This is three. Well, how much is on the soda tax on that, though? Uh, about 28 bucks. Three liters, so that's a, a Magnum's one and a half, so that's a, that's somewhere between a Magnum and a Jeroboam, because a Jeroboam is 4.5 liters. I have a bl- I, I believe that that's a Jeroboam. I think Jeroboam? That, yeah, that's the closest. Wasn't he a bullfrog? No, that's Jeremiah. 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 Anyway, before we came on tonight, the NFL and the NFL Players Association has released the latest statement on the whole Anthem Gate. Has anybody called it Anthem Gate yet? Everything else is a gate. So this is the statement. I will read it to you if you haven't heard it. Commissioner Roger Goodell reached out to the National Football League Players Association and the executive director, Damara Smith, today, and both he 
and player leadership will attend the league meetings next week. Now, you remember when Roger Goodell issued a statement on Tuesday, you know, he gave it all, blah, 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 blah. And by the way, we're going to meet next week to try to get this whole thing straightened out. So now the, the NFL, the commissioner, and the head of the union said that they will both be at that meeting next week. However, right now, there has been no change in the current policy regarding the anthem. The agenda will be a continuation of how to make progress on the important social issues that players have vocalized. Everyone who is part of our NFL community has a tremendous respect for our country, our flag, our anthem, and our military, and we're coming together to do and deal with these issues in a civil and constructive way. So yesterday when the commissioner came out and pretty much said, hey, you know what? You guys have been killing us and hurting our ratings. Then you have uh, people at ESPN hurting our advertisers by suggesting people boycott the Dallas Cowboys, the most successful franchise, even though I hate them, the still most powerful and success successful franchise in American sports, not just in the NFL. There's not even a close second in American sports. You have to go to European soccer clubs to even be in the league where the Cowboys and the Patriots and teams of that ilk. But the Cowboys are the, are the NFL's cash cow. The tax on that would be $15.21, by the way. On the soda tax? Yeah, on the soda tax, yeah. Well, don't let Mayor, uh, just tell the Mayor, uh, what's his name, Jim Kenny. Kenny, that there's no sugar in there. No problem. If he finds out there's sugar in that <laughs> wine. Is that a diet earthquake, by the way, Jim? That's not a diet earthquake. <laughs> by the way, speaking of uh, soda taxes, did you see what happened? The city of Chicago, the city of Chicago, which two months ago did the same thing that Philly did and instituted a soda tax, has, has it deleted it, has basically today voted like 15 to 2 in city council nice. to get rid of the soda After tax. After only two months After in place? After only two months. You know why? Because it's stupid. Because it hurts the people who buy it Duh. and it hurts the people who sell it. That's why. Because in Philadelphia, people are driving. Luckily, the, the, uh, the suburbs are close by. Ben Salem is right you there. You don't have to go to New Jersey and pay a toll. You can go to Ben Salem. To Ben Salem and Bucks County. You can go to Delaware County, which is not that far away. You don't have to go that far. So people aren't buying their soda in stores in Philadelphia. Smart. And, and so then, then the mayor thinks that this is raising all this money for child care or preschool. That's bullshit. They're not. They're taking that money and they're wasting it somewhere else. It's all a scam. It's all an absolute scam. And again, listen, I, I, sh I agree people shouldn't drink as much soda. I don't drink. I drink very little of any soda. So it doesn't affect me. I have a pop now and again. I'm talking about soda. Yeah. No, I mean, I had, actually, when my family was here, all they do is drink soda. I know. And I'm like, drink, give me a water. No, here's a Coke. I'll still never forget that, though, man. You got 14 Italians upstairs. Nine of them are from Sicily, and they got a Primo's hoagie tray on the table. <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, they didn't order it. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, back to the NFL. So basically what's happening here is the NFL's ratings are taking a hit. Because no matter what side you're on on this whole issue, there are a lot of people who aren't on the side of the players kneeling. That's what these people who think that it's about constitutional rights and they have a right to do whatever they want on their jobs. That's not the issue. The issue is it's hurting the business model. And when you hurt the business model, you're not just hurting your bosses, you're hurting yourself at the end of the day. Because guess what? You want to protest and you want to turn fans off, and yes, you're turning some fans off. Don't think that just because you're on one side and the side that says they should be allowed to do whatever they want on the field that means you're the majority. You're probably not. I don't know. I, I would be. They're not going to vote. We're not going to have a national referendum on it. But the bottom line is the NFL's ratings have been hurt. 
Uh, and then when J uh, Jamel Hill at ESPN came out on her personal Twitter where after getting in trouble a couple of weeks ago for ripping the president, which is okay because anybody can rip the president now and it's no big deal, but the one thing that bothers me the most, and again, I don't care whether the players kneel or not. I don't care what they do. I do care when people defend someone who uses a company that has strict rules and regulations to suggest that her constitutional rights are being violated and that ESPN is racist because they're disciplining her by putting her on a two-week paid vacation for doing something that is harmful to its own company. Now, I worked at ESPN for 10 years. Can I get suspended from here? I know, right? Yeah, she can be sus suspended without pay, though. Uh, so you're basically getting... Uh, you're so getting basically a Thursday. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing. I don't, I don't know Jamel Hill. I know, uh, I know the guy she works with. I know a lot of people at ESPN. So this isn't a personal vendetta. This is just facts that people don't want to deal with. Jamel Hill has a constitutional right to say whatever the hell she wants on Twitter. But... When you work for a company like ESPN slash Disney slash ABC, I know every contract I have. I can go pull all my contracts from ESPN, from uh, Greater Media, from CBS, from uh, Sporting News, from Fox Sports Net, and show you the clause. Remember, most of these contracts are 20 pages. And yeah. Tony, you, Paul, Paul and, uh, and Donald both checking on Facebook. Say, ask Kurt Schilling. Ask Kurt Schilling. But no, this isn't work. about Kurt Schilling because Kurt Schilling got suspended for going on Twitter on his personal Twitter feed while he was working for them. This isn't about one person's right and another person's wrong. I'm not making this about what, okay. what Kurt Schilling. It's the whole, what about Trump? You know, with the Harvey Weinstein. Well, what about this? It, one bad thing doesn't make up for another bad There's thing. There's a difference between, yes, you have a constitutional right to say whatever yes. without legal um, consequences. Exactly. She's not going to go to jail, but that does not mean that you have to write say anything without repercussions. repercussions. But the point is that people are turning this into a oh my god, we're back in the slave era. Oh, get the Michael Wilbon who works at ESPN on the most successful franchise they have, which is PTI, right. he came out today and basically accused the NFL of, t of, of, of treating their players like slavery. It's amazing, the same Michael Wilbon did not say that ESPN is treating its employees like slaves in the Jamel Hill case. How come, Michael? How come you can call Jerry Jones in the NFL? And by the way, you know I am not a Jerry Jones or a Dallas Cowboy no, right. in any way, shape, or form. And anybody who's been following me, go back to the 80s and 90s when I called out, when I was working at WIP on the morning show with Angelo Cataldi and, and, uh, and Al Morgani. I went on one of the biggest company tirades ever on the air. Now remember, this is before Twitter and, and social media. I ripped the company from the highest offices of, of in, uh, Infinity Media all the way down to the people in the mailroom. It was ah. one of those classic bits. I think they still have it on tape there. So I'm no company shill. I don't, I don't, I'm not a guy who's like, I'm going to stand up for the company versus the little guy. No, I've worked for a lot of companies. I've ripped a lot of companies. I've been held responsible for my actions by a lot of companies. And Jamel Hill regardless of what she says, is under the same rules. If you want to be equal, then you have to follow the rules of your employment equally. Contracts have a reason. You, write, you sign a contract, you agree. That's Social it, yep. media, you don't go on. You can say whatever you want, but that doesn't mean you, you, you're not going to be held accountable for it.
You're ripping your own company. You don't have a right. If you work at McDonald's, you have rules and regulations to abide by. Yeah, you can't just start saying whatever you want to customers. You'll get fired. Well, you can. Or you make a YouTube video and you become a star. Well, and you get your own reality You'll work at Checkers or whatever. Exactly. But you're not going to be working at McDonald's anymore. So anybody right, exactly. <laughs> Jamel Hill's rights should be. No, they're not. You know what? If Jamel Hill wants to have the right to be an activist and stand up for what she believes in, she could quit her job and go out and be a volunteer activist and fundraise. And, 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 and preach your thing. You do not have the right as a contracted employee to go against your company by suggesting. Now, people, she didn't call for a boycott. No, she didn't say boycott this, 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 and this. She suggested that this works. This is one of the things that work. You hit them in the pocketbook. And for the most part, it is. When Joe Schmo at home, who's not under contract to a big company, when me, who's not accountable to anybody now because I don't work for anybody except myself, when I make an opinion on, on Twitter, it's my opinion. I don't hide behind uh, opinions or retweets or not endorsements. Yes, they are. When you go on Twitter and you work for somebody and you put this bullshit on your, on your, on your page, retweets are not endorsements. Comments are, are, are mine only. No, they're not. Your comments on Twitter when you work for a big corporation and you have a contract that has social media guidelines are your, not just your own. You're representing a company, okay? Whether you like the company or not doesn't mean jack. When you represent a company and you're on your, sorry, not you, Jack. When you, when you work for somebody and you sign a contract and it says this, 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 and this, you don't do it. She got away with it once and then apologized, not for ripping Trump because she said she she. she said what she meant about that, and that's fine. But then she went and told her, her co-workers, hey, listen, you know what? I put the company in bad light. Then she goes out and, and says that boycotting is a way to get to the, to, the, to the business when ESPN is in bed with the NFL. ESPN relies on the NFL. They overpay yes. the NFL for ridiculous rights to have Monday night football. So that's what people don't understand about the business part of this. This isn't just all about people with agendas who want to do the right thing. I get that. It's not about, I have the right to do the right thing no matter what my company says. No, you don't. No, you don't. You only do that when you work for a, a group that's an activist group or when you're on your own. Right, because what you may feel is the right thing may not be the right thing to other people. And you have to understand that you, you have the right to say whatever you want. However, everyone else also has the right to go, well, hang on a second, I don't agree. Again, and there's a long that's, list. That's it. That's, that's my whole two cents on it. That you can say whatever you want to anyone. However, you need to be willing and ready to, to understand the fact that they don't have to appreciate what you think or what you say and don't have to agree to you. Agree with you. They no, don't. And, but, but, but there's two sides to every story. There's a lot of people who agree with Jamel Hill. I'm not disagreeing with her statements. I'm just saying that she does, people who think that she has a right to say them and not face any repercussions have no idea how businesses run. Have no idea. Every day, every day on radio stations around this country and TV stations, people are getting fired for saying the wrong thing, insulting an advertiser. If you're on a radio show and you're doing an ad and then you say, oh, that product sucks, you're going to get your ass fired. Right. So, we have Paul Lee saying here, as a 20-year retired Navy veteran, I'm a season ticket holder for the Buccaneers. While I respect my fellow American rights to peaceful protest, as a black man, I stand for the national anthem, and I don't push my opinions on others while attending games. And again, I'm not even getting into the anthem protest, whether you should stand or kneel. I always stand. I always have. My dad was in the military. I respect it. <laughs> but I'm not going to get into this. It's just not about the flag, and it's not about the anthem, and it's not about the military. You know what? You know, here's the way to set it. You know how you solve this thing? Because it's going to eventually have to be dealt with. 
Because yeah. players are saying, if my boss tells me, I, you know, the Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboy guys were all pissed off today. They went in. Not because they keep losing at home uh, in the last minute of games. No, they were mad because Jerry Jones said, you know, I want my players standing. So a lot of guys, he's not going to tell me to stand. I'll do what I want. You know what I would do if I'm running this business? I'll give Roger Goodell a little tip here, even though he makes a gazillion dollars a year, and I'm sitting here in my basement in the wine cellar. You, want, you know how you do this? The, the Steelers tried to do this, but then they botched it a couple of weeks ago. Right. You say, all right, no players on the field during the National Anthem. No players. You stay in the damn locker room. We'll do the National Anthem. We'll bring out the military and the flag. You guys stay in there. Do that, whatever the hell you want. And then right before we go on the air, then you come out. End of story. So this way you don't have to say, you can't kneel. Or you can kneel. Because if they, if, they, if they cop out and say, oh, you know what, we want guys to kneel. We want, we, 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 you can kneel. You can do whatever. You can stand on your head. You can do whatever you want. If you do that, this, this, the, the outrage from one side and the outrage from the other side remains. The people who are in favor of this protest are going to say, that's good. And the people who are against it are going to say, I'm not watching the NFL. So it, it's, it's, there's no solution by continuing this back and forth. I have a very you know easy solution. I told you the solution. Don't, no, don't okay. have the can players I, go out can there. I, just have, I have such a simple... Because, Nothing more simple than telling the players to stay in the well, damn locker room. There, but there's a reason why they had the guys come out to begin with. It was a timing issue because the way they have the... When, when Fox took over... The way they have the timing of the games, as soon as it's the not national just Fox, Robin, CBS, yeah, I know, games, but as soon as as soon, as soon as the na national anthem is over, they immediately start playing. It didn't used to be that way. No, they don't immediately start playing right after the national. But anthem. But I mean, it's it's very close to it. Before the national anthem was played, prior to the um, to it being aired on TV, and then the guys would come out on the on the field, and then they would they would start airing, and then they would play. I know what I'm gonna do. And watch. so here's. Now watch, I, I'm 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 done. Can it's I not just, fun anymore. Can I just say, very 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 simple. It's not hard. If somebody wants to protest regarding uh, for the Black Lives Matter, let them wear a black armband or whatever, which shows that they're protesting. They can still stand and honor the national anthem. Wait a minute. That's like having a, a wristband like to be in the club. No, like because it, no, they have they have for commemorating breast cancer awareness. They have they wear pink stuff. But that's not on their own. That's something that the NFL has decided yeah, to do. But you know what? The NFL, they can do both. They can honor the national anthem by having everybody stand or at least just stand there and do nothing. I'm they don't have right to now. put their hand that's, over that the, okay, I think Can we just get rid of the name United States and just call us the divided states? Because that's what we are. Yeah, that's but, exactly but, what we are. Again, joke, we're trying man. to find solutions here. So, and we want to debate the okay. flag versus standing versus kneeling versus You're right. pooping on the field. You're right, Tony. You are trying to create a solution. But here's the thing. What's the solution that makes everyone happy? I told you the solution that makes everyone happy. It makes you happy. The, no, it makes it'll, it'll stop this immediately. The well, new policy is the players don't come out during the national anthem. End of story. Then, as soon as the national anthem is done, then they come out, do their warm-ups, because the game doesn't start as soon as the, the, the network television goes on. They're out on the field warming up, and they go back in the locker room and chill. Then they do the national anthem, and then they go back in the locker room again. 
They don't go national anthem and right on the field. They got to take all the, the fireworks and the, and the stuff off the field and the flag. And then there's like five minutes before they play. But what it's a, not like national anthem and then the right play. But it used to play. be a longer time in between. But what about the players that, that actually do want to go out there and salute the flag? No, too bad. Now you don't. Now, this now is, you're taking away their right. They're not taking away their right. They can stand. They can stand inside. There are people that don't stand. There are people at the concession stands during the national anthem. So you're telling me now that. If, if I want to go out there and, and stand for the flag, Why then I'm not allowed to do that. They can stand inside the room and face the flag, and it's on TV inside their locker room. They could probably do it that but way. But you're taking that away from me. No. I'm I giving you my, devil's advocate. I'm, I'm devil's telling advocate. you, that's the way you end it. I just gave it to you three straight times. No players are on the field during the national anthem. End oh. the story. No players. Not just like the Pittsburgh Steelers cowards did it a couple of weeks ago where they all went into the locker room, and then they were hiding in the tunnel when Villanueva, the military guy, the offensive lineman, came out, and he was standing there with his heart, and then he got ripped by his coach and his coward, almost shot-to-shit quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, that gutless weasel, who came out and said, oh, you know, when well, we are great, and when we agreed, and then I just went out through five interceptions, and I suck, and I'm well, at the maybe, end of the road. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Exactly. Well, maybe you should let us know before we start putting money on it. And then, then the gutless Steeler organization, which used to be the best in football. The Roonies. Is, yeah, are, are like issuing ridiculous statements. Everybody's out of control in this thing. You want to end it? You tell the players, no more on the field during the national anthem. Well, how about this then? How about you just don't televise it? You, you don't, most teams don't. The only time that you know when the only it's time been that more televised now no, than it ever not. has been. No, yes, it, it has. You know when the, you know when the anthem is televised? During the Super Bowl? Absolutely. It's it's part of the pregame. Right. Because they bring out some big name. Right. Remember when Whitney Houston sang it and everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever? Well, it was the longest thing ever. But it was the greatest version of the national anthem live ever sung. Right. right? Yeah. No much. one's debating that. Now all of a sudden, fast forward 15 years later, and the flag sucks. That's how this country has gone to shit. That's what's happened here. And soda tax. And the soda tax is on top of it. That's just part of the uh, apocalypse. <laughs> Every little thing adds up to the apocalypse that we're facing right now. Sorry, me. Pardon. That's right. You need a drink, Tony. <sighs> I just gave you the answer. Then there's no, but wait a minute. No armbands, no black power salutes, no kneeling, no standing, no nothing. Play the damn national anthem, sit in the damn locker room, take a dump, uh, do whatever you need to do. Blow a line with the offensive line coach of the Miami Dolphins. Go get a stripper in the room and blow a line off her butt because that's okay unless you get caught and you're stupid enough to videotape it and send it out to your stripper girlfriend who can then blackmail you and cost you your job. So you said I had a great tweet. You said the first rule of being a stripper is do not snort cocaine off her and, and, and tweet out a video. No, we don't know if it was coke. And I, I, I tweeted it out yesterday. Did you see my job tweeted that? Yeah. And the second rule is you do not take video of yourself snorting cocaine off a hooker and professing your love to her. Now, she was, uh, she was a stripper, not a hooker. Oh, a stripper. There's a difference now. Yeah, what is it? That's 20, not, 25 hours? It depends. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm more than that. I think well, it depends different. on where you're going. I mean, times are tough, Robin. Anyway, there's my solution. Soda tax. You got a better solution. Everybody's always like proposing, we got to change this law. We got to do this. We got to do that. Nobody's given you the only solution that will end this. Because then, what do the players do? What are they going to do? Remember a couple years ago when guys used to kneel at the end of the game in a big, and they still do it. But they don't show it anymore. Like a man who's loved here, Reggie White, would grab his own players and players from the opposing teams at the end of the game, and yep. they would meet at the 50-yard line and pray. And they right still there. do it to this yes. day. But now they don't show that anymore. 
They cut away from that because it was offensive to the people who hate Christianity. Right, but, but some people could also consider it a, a form of solidarity between players right. and men. Just and it's not even about, about religion. Those guys, what they're doing is they're grateful and they're thankful that they all got to play and they're leaving the field healthy. That's yeah. what that's about. That's all it is. It's not about, oh, we have a religious cult here and we're going to take over the world. No, thank you, God, for keeping us healthy and safe exactly. on the field. Done. It doesn't matter what your religion is. You go and you kneel. And not everybody does it. It's just the guys who feel like doing it. It's your choice. And there are people who criticize that. How can you go out there and hit each other for three hours and then go kneel around with each other? Because you're a human being first. Mm -hmm. That's why. Because it's a game. Right. It's a damn game. That's, that's the thing. Because is. you have these psycho, idiotic fans out there who live and die with every snap, every free throw. You mean like fantasy players and degenerate gamblers? Yes. But let's leave exactly. that. That's for tomorrow. <laughs> that's for tomorrow night show. Well, no, no. You Don't forget no. Punk and Fantasy Thursday night. Luigi blowing up. Damn straight. Like the Taliban, man. <laughs> are they still around, by the way? I hope not. That was an old line back when the no, Taliban was No, but the thing is, though, you have these man. people that are so psychotic, when you're, when you're so psychotic about sports, they live and die with this stuff. It's like, dude, you have to understand something. These players, it's a game. It's a job. Exactly. They're going to work, and then they're going home to their families, to their loved ones. Or to the club. I mean, to, well, mostly to the club, of course. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, though, is that... They don't care nearly as much, nowhere near as much as you do. So chill the hell out, dude. No, the fans care more. That's what I'm, I'm saying. saying the players chill don't care. out. These guys are professionals. They work hard. They spend their every day Look, working. When out. When they lose, does it does it does it suck for them? Yeah, of course. Does, well, yeah. Well, you watch the Eagles Arizona the world? game. No. Carson Wentz and Carson Palmer are laughing at the you know when they after the game. Carson Palmer's still alive. He's grateful. He's laughing with Carson Wentz. They both play a game. Carson Palmer's getting hammered every down. But James Harden last year gets embarrassed in the NBA playoffs. What's he, next thing you know, he's partying in the club two exactly. minutes later. He went to work. Work's over. Whatever. It is. Exactly right. You're no. right, absolutely right. No. Fans take losses right. and wins harder right. but there's some than fans, the people who play. But there's fans that had to get talked off a bridge that night. That's what I mean. Like, if, if they don't, they're treated like work. Treat it like entertainment. The show's over. Go home, everybody. Exactly. There's no need That's to That's what I crazy. do when the show's over. Go home, baby. No, I just go upstairs. Take it right upstairs. Right. home. <laughs> nothing you coming to my house? You know what happens? You coming to our house? You should get your behind kicked. Kicked. I can't wait till the second hour of this program. We get to the love part of the program. This is the love part this of the program. This is it right here, Tony. All right. This is tough love. I was expecting a nice, you know, maybe some, maybe some waterworks. I'm no. trying to find it. Maybe somebody that's listening knows the answer to this. Um, there was one team this week that went around, instead of doing the kneeling, and they don't want to do that anymore because they're, the NFL came down, they actually went out as a team and visited different communities in their yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, on off day on Tuesday. That's and what they, a lot of players do. And they went around and that. they went to police stations, mm -hmm. fire departments, and they were talking to community members, trying to repair the um, the the neighborhood, the ill will. The Ill will. Yeah. And that is something That's what that, Malcolm Jenkins yeah. does on the Eagles is one of the... Uh, Ill will. Isn't I'm, Eminem's new album coming I out? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> he rips trumpet and it's I mean, phenomenal. That, I didn't know Eminem was still alive. If <laughs> NFL, if NFL is he still white, by the way, Eminem? I think, he, oh, yeah, okay. I think he's white. If NFL players truly want to help out, those are the things that are going to have a bigger impact exactly. than anything Exactly. And a lot of players, Tuesday's their off day in the NFL. You, you're all correct. Do whatever you, do whatever you want. And a lot of these players go into the community and do their things and help charities and help people and go to schools and do. And now talking to police, that's how you do it. You know, kneeling at a, at a football game, in my just in my opinion, 
That hasn't, nothing is going to change as a result of that. Right. Because all I keep hearing is, we have to start conversations on this. Everything we have to start, there's so many damn conversations going, we can't keep track of so them. So what does more good? Kneeling on, a, kneeling on a football field or standing up in your community and doing good? Exactly. You've got to go out to make change. Exactly. That kneeling down as a national anthem is not going to change jack shit. Okay? It's not going to change it's not. jack shit. Or not Jared Jack, who's back with the Knicks, I believe. Right? Yeah, who, there, who, who thrusted probably the worst full-court heave ever. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see, see that? He let it go. I was like, Kobe. It just it went like nine nine rows deep. And it's preseason, man. No, that's a regular season for him, Jared Jack, right there, homie. Wow. The Knicks are terrible, man. They stink. Well, who's worse, the Knicks or the or Giants? The, the Nets might be the worst. Well, the Nets, we know. Are the Giants are just, they're snake bit, no, Tony. Yeah, the I, yeah, I'm not, listen, I don't like to see guys get hurt. They, I mean, what happened to them? They lost their whole receiving core. It's unbelievable. Four receivers and then their cornerback who says, we're going to go into Denver and play Sunday night football as 12-point underdogs with no offense, and I'm going to go back there and try to cover and keep you guys in the game? Yeah. Hell no. Well, couldn't he just recruit one of his nephews from his brother's? He's got exactly. 14 of them, for Christ's sake. Is it 14 kids now? 14 got... kids, three after a vasectomy. How's that possible? I, you got to keep get a wrap that rascal, man. I don't wrap think. That rascal. I, you got to wrap that rascal. There's no. There's something else going on. You got. I mean, I know that vasectomies can fail. Yes. But after your vasectomy has failed once, you kind of go, oh, something needs to be rechecked down there. And then it would not happen again because the doctor could fix it. But you do not have a vasectomy fail three times. I'm sorry. I agree. Something else is going on. Like, he said he had a vasectomy, but he didn't really. Or maybe his wife had a mm-hmm on the side. Oh, what's in the box? His vasectomy's in the box, unfortunately. I'm just saying. That's the fact, Jack! Anyway. We got phone lines, 717-363-TONY. I know, you're talking so much, Tony, we can't even get to the phones. That's all right. This is a show about, not Tony. just about people calling in. Right now, no one's calling. They're listening right now. It's about are. listening. Well, I think you scared them off. But it, no, I didn't, I didn't yell at anybody. No, no, no. People are actually saying that that was an epic, epic rant. It wasn't really a rant. Let me, let, well, it was a rant. There were, there were moments of rant. The rest of it was, there was a, a little calm, a reasoned explanation based Wrong. on facts and knowledge and knowledge of contracts, knowledge of the media business. You know, again, I don't, I don't stick up for companies. You yeah. know that. Now I, I, think I walked out of my last job because I couldn't deal with the company. Exactly right. I think, right? Uh, so I I'm think not a company guy. For those people who think, oh, he's one of those guys who just hates players and he's going to side with the ownership. And if you never walked out, I wouldn't be here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, no, now, thank you, Luigi. I think <laughs> Rosie Cher. We, we, walk, we walked a path to, to uh, bankruptcy together. Correct. On hand and on. in hand. Shamil Shamazel, mother. <laughs> Rosie Cher right. Gambino. Shots and Pepper Incorporated. I think we need to pay attention to this Rosie Cher Gambino. That's my hairdresser. That's your hairdresser? Yeah. Well, I, she, I think she might have started something. I really like this. Did she give she, you a trim today? No, no, I got faded somewhere you know, else on time. You know how when you like something, you give it like five stars? Yeah. She gave this five red wine glasses. No, that's how many she's in right now. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't, but I, I like this as a know, score. You don't know Ro like I know Ro. <laughs> I like this as a scoring yes, method. I, I do. You know, like Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. That's the uh, Rotten Tomatoes on movies. And then you have the... How many wines? How many wine how glasses many are you wines? in? It's Wine Wednesday, by the way. It is Wine Wednesday. In the I wine mean, I don't cell. Know, I don't know if that's what she intended to do, but that's what caught my eye, and that's what I thought it was, and I like it. She, this has been given five red wine glasses. Um, Ramon Presas the third says Mr. Bruno is the best. Best at what? At whatever best you're doing. Best at show? I hope. Yeah. Oh. 
I want to make the final cut at least. I hope so. <laughs> I want to be out there with the uh, with the working dogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the hounds, with the big hounds. You know I'm saying with the hounds. To all my dogs out there. And all I, these bitches crawl. <laughs> <laughs> and for everybody that's on uh, Twitter. Facebook Live, wherever you are, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are reading your uh, tweets and comments. We will get to those every By the way, now and then throughout down the show. There or is it me? It's a little Luke. Dean over there in Tampa, he's, uh, he says, What type of juice are we drinking tonight there, Mr. Bruno? We're drinking, uh, We're drinking Rapture. 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 Rapture Cab from Michael and David Wineries. You can have your own. Now, you're not going to find this in most fine. You're not. Wine stores. No, it's special This order, is bro. why you join the Michael and David Winery Wine Club. And you don't have to pay. And they don't, you don't have to get like. No, they have other wines from Michael and David that you can find. But yeah, Rapture is few like, and like far if between. If you go to their website, you can see all their wines. Right. And then you can join the wine club. Even For free. Even in Pennsylvania. Even in the state of Pennsylvania, which is entering the 21st century just about 17 years later. Uh you can now have it delivered to your house. So you go, you don't have to pay for the wine. It's about nope. damn time. You're damn right, LeBron. You can order any wine you want. You can order, you can say, hey, I want, I want a case of this. I and want it's not bottles. marked up. It's actually oftentimes James marked Bra down James, from what you can find locally. James Brown checks in. He says, can I come down for some, for, uh, for some of the lasagna or what? Where is JB? Where are you at, James? That D. James Brown? No, not D. James Brown. No, if no, you're no. close by, come on down. Um, and we have all these women always say, oh, I want to come to the wine cellar. And then when we invite people, I get dressed. Nothing happens. You got dressed? <laughs> yeah, look at that. yeah, man. We waiting tables. Are you probably working at a clearing tables tonight? Yeah, basically. I look, I mean, I don't know You're if anybody be with noticed. Patino in the back yeah. kitchen with some gourmet. Tony, I never wore uh, <laughs> <laughs> a Brady was a cordon bleu. Tony, get the hell out of here, bro. Not only do I have makeup on tonight, but I have my hair down. Hair you, do, and you look like a girl tonight. I you look like a girl. Wow. No, no because that's the no. second week no. in a row. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> For so long, when when this whole basement project was going on, Tony and Robin were working day and night down here, constantly working. And Robin would never have the opportunity to get dressed or get cleaned up and get changed and look like the lady that she is. So the past couple of times, she's had to be able to come down here and be in regular clothes shoveling. and go, Robin, you shoveling. look like a girl. I'm not shoveling anything. I'm telling you what I'm trying to say. You look okay. like a girl tonight. I know what you meant, and I appreciate it, and I say thank you. But let me just tell you. <laughs> For future reference, to somebody else that might not be quite so forgiving or understanding, you never should tell a woman... You look like a girl tonight. Tonight. Note it. Tonight. What, ha what happens if she's identifying... Nights, what happens I if she's identifying, like self-identifying as a man tonight? <laughs> I've had... Remember, I, I did this years ago. You look like a Randy tonight. What I, did this on, I did this on tape. <laughs> there have been times where I say, man, I feel like a woman. Remember, I sang that song. That long before self-identifying became a big thing, I was singing, yes. man, I feel like a woman on stage in Burbank, California. Right. And I'm just saying, man, you, you look like a woman. Well, if you had said that, that would have been a little bit better, I think. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> He's like, can we just move on to something I'm else? Trying. <laughs> All right, we have open lines. Let, Let me, me give you the phone number. You seven one seven. I tried to be nice. I said, Robin, you look like a girl. The I first time I said you were like, oh, well, thank you so much. Now you're like... Defensive, Robin. No, 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 no. Because you know what? I, I, Here, I, just, just another on, little stop. note. Just no, just another little note. It's the fact that you said tonight at the end of it. Okay. Which implies that on other nights I don't look like a girl. You all, dressed wise. <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie pie. You were <laughs> like I was. I I know what you I mean, you. and I'm not insulted at all because okay. I know. This show's getting awkward now. But I'm just... It's been awkward, Holmes. 
We stop with this crap. Oh. Then you wonder why I go on rants. I'm just no. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, you wonder why you go on rants. <laughs> That's exactly why. We're gonna take phone calls. Plus, we have a big forget about anthem protests. Forget about all this other stuff going on. We got a real situation here. What not in the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. Of course not. We have a situation proof. in Pennsylvania that may be oh, the this biggest problem this state has faced yes. since uh, the lottery was fixed. What is it? I mean, this is going to affect the six 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 lottery. Remember that in Pennsylvania? The no. six 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 lottery. No, it's I a big know. scandal. The guy they fixed the lottery in Pennsylvania. Jeez. Did they really? They will so- never fix it for me. But the guy who was pulling the balls, or you know, rigged the rigged the balls. Didn't they make a movie about that with John Travolta called Lucky Numbers? I don't remember. It was in Pennsylvania. Was a- yeah, he yeah. Yeah, he was putting glue in the lottery balls yep. to weight to weigh him down just a little bit, yep. and they rigged the state lottery. It's I don't it, watch those it. lottery movies. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Was based upon a true story. Yeah, and the guy got fired, and he basically he did. It was the famous six six six, and it was just a he daily drawing. I mean, it wasn't like a mega drip. It was like the daily number. Which is, you know, pays like 500 to 1. Who fixes the big three? Well, <laughs> back then it was a lot of money. $500 was a lot of money back well, then. But I, think, I think the you idea know, was, four, but it wasn't just once. It was like several times, right? But it wasn't always, and it was just a little bit here and there, so that they were making money, but not humongous amounts of money so that people would time. Know. Powerball, one time. That's I it. Know. Get in, get out. <laughs> Boom. Adios. That's what, uh, what's, that's what uh, what's his name did with the Giants today. Went to work. DRC. DRC. Got in. Got in. And got the hell out. Told he didn't want to be there, and he said they said, get out. As Harry Mays would say. Get out. Get out. Dominique Rogers Cromartie. With all these initials now, you know. The DRC. guy's been around forever. He played for the Eagles. He played for the Cowboys. He's with the Giants. Played for the Cardinals. No, no, no. It was Antonio. I'm sorry. That was his. That was Cardinals. Bad. Dominique Ro- Rogers Cromartie. Been a pretty good uh, DB. He shows up to practice today and then says, you know. Uh, I ain't I feeling really it. Feel like I'm not feeling it today. Bro. I ain't feeling it today, bro. I'm not feeling it today, Ben. I'm not feeling your hairdo at all, but that's another story for another time. I hear you, bro. Ben McAdoo. And remember when people in Philadelphia were saying, they should go after Ben McAdoo Why? after the uh, after the Chip Kelly debacle? Oh, Ben McAdoo, that guy's good. Steve Spagnuolo, oh, man, he's good. Do I look like the help? Yes. Yes, you got a shirt you on. Got you got, a, you, you actually kind of look like, like a waiter. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I have a collared <laughs> shirt on. That's what it is. I throw everybody no, off. I'm telling you, you Give look like a guy who's, who's busing tables <laughs> yeah. at Palumbo's. I look good, though. From back in the day. you got to be old school, remember? I look that. good, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I look good, though, so. I mean, That's you can go that. down to Ralph's. You can go down to Dante and Luigi's. You can go to any restaurant in Philadelphia, and you would, they'd now, walk around What color pants are you wearing? Uh, I was going to wear oh, the black pants. Because okay. they look like black. Yeah, I, go so to, I, was... I go to Mr. Martino's Trattoria. Mm-hmm. I'll bust some tables down there, too, if I need exactly to. Exactly right. Thank and you. then bust some heads when you're coming out. Bust some ass, Thank too, you, Garcon. Thank you, Garcon. We. How much do we have left of that? Look at that color of that Rapture cap. It's beautiful, bro. Rapture cap. No, you know what? We're, we're really bad. We totally hogged that bottle. Only I know. We didn't even bread. offer any to Jim. We didn't offer. They didn't, we don't exactly. offer. I didn't get any of their taste. What do you got over there? What are you pouring? I got a little Sterling Vineyards. Oh, Sterling is nice. That's not I, bad. No, that's, that's a, a good that's one. A that, nice, uh, that's a nice bottle. That's a nice $15 <laughs> bottle of wine. Enjoy it, Rook. Give me, give me, give me, give me the glass. That's a nice uh, $15 bottle Let me top you off before I finish it off. Top this on the bitch off We should have right allowed now. them to taste it at least. Uh, love shot glasses? How about a shot? <laughs> taste it? I had to put in three years to taste it. That's damn right. right. Enjoy the Sterling. They're not pouring this on any other damn radio show. I'll tell you that right now. My hell no. Meanwhile... Jim from Cheltenham is here tonight. Let's give him a roaring round of applause, the official archivist. 
of the Tony Bruno career, not just a show. He's the soundtrack of my life. He is the soundtrack of your life. Because <laughs> he has every single soundtrack you've ever spoken on. He came, now, when he came in, we were sitting down, we were eating some lasagna, family style. Now, who was the restaurant that provided the lasagna? You didn't make that at home, did you? No, I did not. Now, give Jack the mic here before we go to a break. I want to give props. I mean, that's, that's a lot of lasagna. This is two humongous trays. And a bolognese sauce. And a bolognese sauce, and it also had uh, and a gigantic tray of salad. I'm talking gigantic. Yeah, I'm not talking big. about the little trays. That's like 20 pounds of lasagna there. Jack, who was the, uh, the, the provider of tonight's? Uh, it's uh, Rosaro's in Mount Holly, New Jersey. Rosaro's, are they Italian? Uh, yes, they are. Uh, the owner's name is Barry. Barry? He does the Italian's name is Barry. Barry. Barry who? I got his first name is Barry. Okay. Italian he's a good friend. He, uh, he's there night and day. Uh, so I stopped in last week trying to get some promotion for the, co for the show. And uh, he has said that uh, he wanted to make some lasagna for the show and some uh, salad. So, well, uh, thank you, Barry. Barry. And Rosario's in Maple Shade on Route 38. Where in Maple Shade? Rosario's in Mount Holly. Oh, Mount Holly. I'm sorry. I thought you were Route 38. Now, I don't know if you tasted how good the lasagna was. Yeah, I had the lasagna. Do, they do something they slightly draw. different there. What do they do? You know how pasta lasagna, it always tastes better the second day? Yeah. He actually cooks his boyonese sauce how, two, three days? He marinates it like three days. Yeah, he marinates I it. I marinate myself for three days. <laughs> he so marinates it three days after this. What's <laughs> all right, he marinates it for two plus days so that it'll have that nice, heavier taste. Bolognese to flavor. Yes. You know well, why it's named bolognese sauce, right? Jack, let's test your Italian tonight. It's a uh, meat sauce. But why is it? It's, it's from Bologna. Exactly. There right. you go. Let's give him a roaring right. round of applause. Not Oscar Mayer Bologna. No, no, but Bologna. It, yeah. it does not have a first name. Exactly right. Can I do my job real quick while I'm still here? Yes, absolutely. You have a job? Uh, yes. yes. Uh, what is it exactly that you do here? It's a non-paying job. However, listen, if you need to get in touch with me, 609-251-1848. And not uh, for tender dates We're looking for like sponsors that. to come on to the show. Yeah. Let me just tell you something right now. Nice I've been here three times already. I love these guys. It's a oh. great show. It's a very enjoyable time. You come on as a sponsor, you're n never going to regret coming Absolutely. on to the show. Well, thank you, Jack. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We're going to take a break, though. Cause we're Are we? Here. Yes. We're going to do a break? Is it, it is time for a break, though. You know what, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? What's up, Robin? What are you going to oh, yeah, do? What are you going to do now? No, I'm, gonna go, I'm actually going to use the facilities, but I'm also going to get some of that, that lasagna, too. I need Because we want to hear you eat on the air. Of course. <laughs> um, by the I, way, I learned from the best, man. All that information for Jack and how to contact him for um, sponsors, for any anything that you would like to do, if you have any product that you would like us to uh, go over, um, you can also reach him through the TonyBrunoShow.com website. Not that product. Not that product. Not that product. <laughs> we stick with the liquid variety of products. Yes, product. we do, Tony. Ain't nobody putting anything in their nose, ears, eyes, mouth, or throat. Unless you try it first. Exactly. We don't do that stuff here. I hate, I'm sick and tired of walking around my neighbor and it smells like skunks all the time. Because it ain't skunks. No, it ain't, Tony. It ain't skunks. Sticky Everywhere icky. you walk now in this city, it smells like skunk weed. You ever notice that? I'm on my scooter yesterday and literally the entire, and there's not even wildfires here. There's many skunks. That's all it is, brother. Damn right, That's man. Sticky brother. You're not allowed to smoke anywhere. But you're allowed to talk everywhere. <laughs> damn right, dude. It's unbelievable, man. <laughs> Put that damn cigarette out, all right? <laughs> oh, dude, pass that joint right over here, bro. Pass that doobie, man.
I'll pass to Cavassier. Hey, we'll get to that. Whoa, we'll, get to that yes, we we'll get to that we'll in the next Buster hour. We'll get to that in the next Rhymes, man. We'll be busting out some Buster in the next hour. What else we're busting out? Busting some heads, too, if we don't get out well, Damn right. That's what we do. If I can get some damn Italians. You know what I mean? Let's go to break. We'll come back. No commercials, but we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, more fun, frivolity. Jim from Cheltenham, I believe, has some, uh, some product with him. Is tonight. he awake over there? Yes, he is. Okay. He's chilling like a villain, man. He has the same shirt I have on tonight. You, can, you can't come to see the band wearing the same shirt as the band you're coming to see. Yes, you can. Jim. Tony's wearing Usually his own the shirt. the band that you're going to see sells you shirts of the band that you're going to see can after we, the show. Can we, can we sign that shirt for Jim? He doesn't want it destroyed like that. Jim, you don't want Tony's signature on that? No? He doesn't want it on <laughs> He wants it That's the same thing when people bring Madden 05 games to me. I say, you want me to sign it? You no, the, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want this to skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. What's wrong with your wine, Rob? Why are you looking at it that way? I was trying to figure out. That must be cork. That's nah, good. It may be a maggot, but you never know. It's still good, though. It's, it's, oh, it's cork was a compromise. It's good. It's marinated now. Yeah. But speaking of maggots, did you see the video of the guy who had all the maggots removed from his ears? No, I did not. Ew, it's, no. Yes. It's a but Dr. Mike, you know, Dr. Mike over at Fox 29. He's a ah, weird guy. Some young guy had an earache, and he went to the, to the doctor. I love you. He starts you. pulling, and they start pulling out maggots out of this guy's ears. I'm not making it up. Go and look on it on, on, on Twitter. Maggots, one after another. It's like a trash can in South Philly in August. This guy's here. <laughs> Flipped over the side. Exactly. Now, just uh, to, speaking of maggots and pulling out. Yes. Uh, that, that was a really weird transition. <laughs> you mean, yo, you're talking about Harvey Weinstein and Cat <laughs> no, Harry? No. No. Maggots and Harry Robin. I, I, I know. I told you but the, but the um, did you did you see the uh, the thing that I posted on Facebook? There is a one of the best Halloween cupcake designs ever. Yeah, I saw it. Classic. It looks like a chocolate cupcake with like a little cute little thing on like a like baby vanilla icing vanilla in the middle, right in the middle. It almost looks like a nipple when you first see it, but then they've made it a design. It's like a fondant, so that if you push on the top, it looks like a zit popping. It, look, yeah, it looks like the pus is coming out of the most disgusting thing ever, but it is so, so brilliant. Apple. I was I really wanted a glass of milk when I saw that. <laughs> What's, to wrong? Have that What's wrong with you? Nice, good, it is the most cold glass of cold milk. Halloween. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, the best the, the best Halloween costume is catch me outside. How about uh, yeah, catch me outside, chick man? How about that? Did you how see that? that? The catch me outside uh, Halloween costume for your baby? Yeah. No, it's awesome. As I said it's on Twitter, awesome. I see a lot of girls who walk around this uh, area look like that every night. Hey, catch them right outside, Tony. Catch them outside, baby. Okay, how now we're that? now we're really gonna go to break. All right, we're coming back in Thank five you. minutes. Don't go anywhere. It's the Tony Bruno Show live. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby together so the treat. And now, on with the show. <laughs> That Eminem performance on the Hip Hop Awards just has reinvigorated me, the white boy in me. Ain't nobody more heard than Tony Bruno. I can't find my damn wire. Can't find a wire? Talking about Omar? You talking about? We talking about? No, not Omar. Uh, 
never actually watched The Wire. I told Love you The Wire, man. It's overrated, that show. No, it's not. It's not as good as no. Breaking Bad, I'll tell you that. That's right. your opinion, pal. No, that's a fact. No, that's your opinion, pal. Remember when I asked uh, the one actor when we were at that uh, Comic-Con thing a couple summers ago? Mm-hmm. Who was on both The Wire and The Walking Dead? The guy who plays the priest in The Walking Dead. What's his name? Uh, I'll have to look it up for you real fast. Nah, it bothers me that I didn't think. He was in The Wire, and he's in Walking Dead. He plays a priest in The Walking Dead, and I never saw The Wire. And it bothers me because we met the guy, we interviewed him, and he's a cool guy. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Gabriel Stokes. That's right. Father Gabriel. So Seth Father, Gillum. Seth Gillum. Seth Gillum is right. Yeah. That's the actor. Great actor. And he faced Father, He plays Father Gabriel on The Walking Dead, which is coming back in a couple of weeks after a 17-month uh, absence. The problem with these shows is that they, they do split seasons. And then that's like six months later it comes back. And then like same like Game of Thrones is going to come back in two years and nobody's going to remember what the hell happened. I hate when they do that so stuff. So, Tony, so Brian Bodith, I, I can't pronounce his name on, on Facebook over here, says, he says, give me a shout-out, Tony. A legend from Northeast Philadelphia and a huge fan of the show. You taught me a great life lesson, bro. Life is all about laughing, being happy, and having fun, and you do just that. Keep it up. You're an inspiration to all your youth. Just kidding, LOL, go birds. That's what he said. Utes, it should be, though. Utes. Oh. Ron Hurst in the house, yo. Ron Hurst. I think Brian Bowditch. Bowditch. That's Bowditch. Bowditch. What's his name again? Brian Bowditch. I'm sorry, we can't do personal shout-outs on the show, man. It's against the company policy. That's why he asked you to do it, and I did it for you. Thank you. I have a contract that says no shout-outs, no dedications, and no dead dog dedications, especially. <laughs> no, definitely not no dead that's, dog dedications. That's uh, Casey Kasem's gig, who's no longer with us as well. Uh, Casey, now, that Riddle's Casey. down here, by the way, now. That's the homeboy. He's with Jim from uh, Cheltenham, who's hanging out with us tonight. He wasn't talking about DRC. You're talking about body count. That guy, he's pumping out kids. Oh, yeah. He's got to be. Well, oh, not, anymore. not anymore. Well, no, he was. Well, I don't know if we tried. Have we tried? He's, I bet you he's produced more offspring than Antonio Cromartie. Robin, did you go upstairs and put on lipstick? I did. You look like a girl now, Robin. No, no. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> See that? Like Stockton and Malone over here. Oh, good. It's for you. <laughs> I had to try some of the lasagna, man, again. You didn't have any before? I have some. I had a heap and help and plate full of it. I need a little more. You see, you're not supposed to eat on the air. You so, know how much I hate that. I know. See, there's, there's the Riddle Meister. Where is he? Now, Robin, you took my tablet. You actually taught and me. And now I got nothing on you here. You taught now. me how to eat on air. I did. Yeah, you basically said if you're, gonna, if you're gonna eat, just enjoy it. <laughs> There's a technique. There's a technique because a lot of these on TV chefs do it. What's his name with the hair? Uh, the blonde hair guy, Guy Fieri. He always eats when he goes into the kitchens. The, here's the thing: is that if you're gonna do it, you need to do it and make it look like you're having an orgasm. Well, I do that with everything I do. Well, you're, except you're, orgasm. Jack, hold my yeah. shirt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I used to take my shirt off. an orgasm with their shirt on. No, Come on, man. Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein? Well, yeah. Well. <laughs> I, you notice every, you should everything be able to have an orgasm no matter what you're wearing. Robin, I'm just kidding. You notice everything that we say now, you can always say, you mean like Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> yeah. Every double entendre, any kind of sexual innuendo, the immediate punchline is, you mean like Harvey oh, Weinstein? Speaking of sexual innuendo. Yes. <laughs> Luigi said that he... Um, what did was I say? you did a you you binge watched what was it again? Ballers. Ballers. Mm-hmm. 
one of the 5,000 shows that The Rock is on right Ryan now. Ryan Hassey put him on. He mentioned Ballers one night when I went to go do his show. And then I just went. I love The Rock. We, we lo- we, we've met him. He's awesome. He's, speaking of making me feel like a girl, <laughs> that man is the first man I've ever been around who makes me feel like a petite little thing. And I am not a petite little thing. He made me look like I was a scrawny 125-pound <laughs> dork. I make you look like a scrawny 120-pound dork. Hell no, you, you don't. You see the gun show right here, bro? <laughs> <laughs> There's a gun show right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll Photoshop mine in after the show. Hi-oh! Seriously. Look at like, them buys. Normally. Look at them buys, Bob. I've met, I've met a lot of... <laughs> I love you, Tony. God, those eyebrows. I, lo- I love you, Tony. I have met a lot of celebrities over the years, and normally when you meet them, like like Sylvester Stallone, when you meet him, he comes up to my chin. Yeah, I escort, he's really I short. When he was doing yeah, so he's like you see him; he's bigger than life on screen. Oh, the rocks are massive. And then oh, when you see him in life, huge. He's he. Did you ever see the uh, the, the interview I did with him when he did that movie? Huge. Uh, yes, but what was the, it called with uh, with Billy Bob Billy Bob Thornton? But there is one person that you Faster. That's what it was called. There Faster. Is, there is one person that you stood next to that trumps them all. And uh, Greg Trump? Trump? No, Greg Odin. Oh yeah, Greg. Greg Odin, Odin is a massive human. Yeah. But being. he's tall too. The rock's not much taller, but he's just yeah. He's just he's, huge. Well, he is taller. I mean, he, he's taller, but he's not. But he is, he's not seven. He feet. is as as big in. My point is, is that he's as big in real life as he is on the big screen. No, he's like bigger the, in real life than than you think he is. Right, but you think he's going to be smaller because of how big he looks on screen? No, he really is. Because I always expect anybody that I meet who you see on TV, like Stallone and. You know, even uh, Schwarzenegger, that these guys are big. They're not big guys. They're all short dudes or are jacked. The Rock is a big dude who's jacked. Yeah. That's the difference. And he is the nicest, really nicest is. guy. I don't like ballers, but I love The Rock. I, I'm getting rid of HBO, I told you. But my point. HBO is worthless. No, my man, point is, the point HBO that I was trying to make. is just, an absolute waste of dollars. I just got in a fight with Xfinity last week, and I won. Did you? What'd you do? I won, bro. Wait, we have an Xfinity a c- cable a cord cutting update? I called them up. I am not contractually obligated to stay with them. They tried to jack up my rates. I called them and said, listen, I don't have to stay with you. I'm leaving. What are you going to do for me? Oh, that's the way to do it. What are you gonna, every single premium channel for free for the entire year. Up my internet. Up the DVR speed. Every single up thing. Up your ass, sucker. <laughs> and, 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 took my bill, and took my bill from $147 a month down to $99.99. Are you kidding me? I'm paying like $250 for crap channels. I didn't sign a contract, Holmes. Got him by the huevos. I can leave. I can just say I'm leaving. I'm getting Ed Rendell on the phone. I'm going up to the top of the new Comcast Tower. And I will scream (laughs) for everyone to hear better than they can get their internet, high-speed internet service. They'll be able to hear me better from the top of that building than they do from their own damn homes. It's an outrage. Anyway, let's get back I would like to, to I would like to finish the story. I'm sorry, Robin. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it about now? So you were binge-watching oh, ballers. Oh, about ballers. I, I, I confuse a lot of people on social media because I was binge-watching something, and I posted um, something on, on social media saying, uh, I don't mean this to come out wrong, but I really, really love Swedish dicks. I've never even heard of Swedish. Not Swedish fish. Apparently, a lot of people have not heard of Swedish dicks. So people... Like 99.9% of the population. So most people had no idea what I was talking about. And they're going, wow, are you... you, Did you get tired of the Italian one? Does the uh, the Swiss dick have those little scissors that come out too? I think Abba's in the background. A lot of comments about my Swedish dicks. This 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 show is so fringe, it's not even on Netflix. But it is awesome. 
What's it on? Hi, it's. It, I think it's Pop TV is where I caught Pop it on. Pop TV. Pop TV. Netflix. Who I don't know. Gets Pop TV. I do now. It's you know, on. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's part of. It's is part it better of, than Me TV? Hell no. Is it better than uh, Sven Gulli? But I'm telling you, Swedish dicks are awesome. They're okay, really dudes? awesome. What is it about? And it's really... <laughs> Show Rufino. What up, Ikea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do they have Swedish meatballs where they charge you like a dollar for five extra? Well, Which is always a good deal, by the way. And get the extra lingonberry sauce while you're there. I never had the Swedish meatball. Uh, you never? No, man. Yeah, I'm sure you have. You just don't know it. No, I went to Ikea once and had a bad experience. I got to redo it again. You got to go up there and get the chocolate cake. Well, you get the little, uh, what's the thing called? Uh, the fondant? No, the, 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 uh, the princessa cake. The princessa cake. Mm-hmm. Not princessa. No, not Mike Francesa. No, he don't get anything with him. <laughs> except a bad New York accent and a bad attitude. Anyway. But for those of you out there, who d- you know, you'll know the actor as soon as you... And, and Keanu Reeves guest host, guest was guested on there. Swedish the, Dicks, it's Swedish called? Dicks. It's an awesome show. I'm too awesome busy show. watching educational stuff like This is very educational. It's all about Swedish dicks, and you will know more about... I just love up. saying that word. He came up. Riddle? Yeah. You know, riddle always comes yeah, up, man. I gave him the this, and he came right up. He just thought you were going to show him your breast that's or something. My, yeah. That's my boy, man. Three years. Three years he's been, he's been showing with me on this show. The great riddle. That's right. Meanwhile, by the way, I mentioned the... Uh, the na- is that game over yet, the National League game? The Nationals win the game? Uh, They're up 5 nothing. Uh, let me check. Steven Strasburg whose agent, by the way, is the one who called him and said, hey, I don't want to hear any of this crap about mold in your hotel room. Get the ball and go out and pitch. And then all of a sudden, Steven Strasburg, it was announced today, was going to pitch a must-win game for the Washington Nationals. It is a final 5 nothing on the back of a Strasburg three-hit shutout, home. Did he go the distance or did they go to the pen? Uh, let me check did it. he go nine? Let me check it. Let me just check it. Jake Arrieta, by the way, started for the Cubs. Gave up one un- unearned run in four innings of pitching, and then John Lester went in, and then I guess Lester gave up this uh, salami to yeah. Michael Taylor? Yeah, St- uh, Strasburg went seven innings, 12 Ks. Wow. Wow. It's Strasburg, by the way. Strasburg, Strasburg, who gives a crap, Tony? Strasburg is a railroad up in uh, I know, uh, I know, I know, uh, whatever, man. It's up in the Poconos, right? Leicester, man. It's, that's up in the Amish country. Yep. You're from the Amish country? Yeah. I was wondering why you had that weird look, man. What's that, what's that thing on your head? Yeah, What's that thing on your head, man? I have no idea, man. Did you bring any, Earmuffs. like, uh, Earmuffs, yeah. did you bring any, uh, what do they have up there in the uh, Amish country? Shoe fly pie. Shoe fly pie. pie. That's the stuff that was taken away from um, Kimberlin and Yash. They had a shoe fly pie uh, pre-mix package, and apparently there's new. You're not allowed to take shoe fly pie on an airplane to San Francisco? Apparently not. No, but you can take your HIV-infected blood to San Francisco and not have any problems. And this under the new law, under the new law signed by Jerry Brown, progress. Mates, that that reference was just yes, it does. You can't take one a to the other. Pie, pie on an airport when you're flying to San Francisco where they flew, but you can be in San Francisco and be HIV infected and now not face any felony charges for knowingly passing the virus on to someone without telling them first. For goddamn That's progress? No, it's not. But it has nothing no. to do that with... That is... Fly. I know it doesn't have anything to do with shoot fly pie. But it has to do with San Francisco. That is liberalism at its best right I there. know. It's an outrage is what it See, is. See, I mean, uh, most of the time I love the way your mind just goes outrage. from one thing to the other. But this time it was just a little no. too far. Yeah, I connected San Francisco <laughs> with you can't take a shoot fly pie there, but you can take HIV. Okay. So that's my point. What part of that don't you understand at this juncture? <sighs> Let me aid you in a segue. <laughs> okay, no, see, that's not, that's not. I know, I know. By the way, did you see? Uh, I don't care. 
Sunday night football, you know what the game is this week, right? Who's on Sunday night? The Denver Broncos and the 0-5 football Giants, baby. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, Manny. This <laughs> is what's going oh, on. Manny is right. And here's the best part. They're about to be 0-6. <laughs> Not only will they be 0-6, NBC, unfortunately, cannot flex yet because it's only week six. I know. <laughs> so talking about a game they would want to unload in a heartbeat. Stuck, they got Denver. The line started at like 7. It's up to 12. And it probably will go higher by kickoff. I understand, though, NBC, though, is contemplating not showing the game at all in a form of protest. They will re-air American Horror Story NFL on Sunday night instead of the Sunday night football game because there'll be a lot more violence and things people like. There'll be contact. There'll be violence. There'll be gun gunshots. Isn't that just outside the stadium in New York? Or? American Horror No, that's uh, a show uh, okay. on uh, FX that I'm watching. Have you ever watched American Horror Story? No, I tell you I haven't. I live it every day. I hate to do it to you, man. You're going to give me one of those? Yeah. All right, let's... What's been your favorite time in the past three years, Tony? <laughs> Jesus, man. I don't remember the last three years. I got memories, man. I don't. Do we have... Do, are the phones working? Yeah, they're working. Do we have callers? Do we have callers? No, no, All right. But, uh, so Somebody let's bring in... I'm going to bring in Jim from Cheltenham, man, because he's got... He's got a bag. Open. He's got a bag. I asked him if he had Von Hayes in that bag, and he said, no, he didn't. He's got the five players that the Phillies got in return for Von Hayes. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> and then we got our boys from uh, the fifth quarter. Is that the fifth quarter? Mm -hmm. I prefer the 19th hole myself than the fifth you quarter. You would, because you're, you're, you're an aristocrat. That's why, Tony. And you're a well-traveled man. Thank you. I'm just a vagabond. Now, Jim, you brought uh, some. Let me hold them up so people can see them on our Facebook. Let me hold them. Something you don't see. Not much. Something you don't see around here anymore. All the way down so we can see you on camera. Sports scene. Pop the corks, move the bus, we win. Now, this is, we're not going way, way, way back. We're only going back to 1980. You don't have that in some kind of protective covering or anything, Jim? You just kind of just leave it all willy-nilly like no, that? No, I, I got a dark place. Well, no, we're no, always no. in a dark place. Oh, wow. This show is Tell a dark place. <laughs> this show is You're, dark you matter. You put anything in a dark place. Does, does your dark place get Wi-Fi? <laughs> in fact, this show is on the dark web now. It's so Yes, good. it yes. is. What I'm asking is, though, no, I mean, it's, it's not even protective. You don't have, like, anything covering it at all. It's just... We win, and he's got Michael Jack Schmidt being uh, hoisted up on his teammates' backs. Looks like he's getting, remember, his, he's getting his ass licked. To be honest, the, with I think we have tape. Of <laughs> the, uh, you can't see who's under there, but I think we know who is actually. Lick my ass. How about that? Yeah, she was there that night. Much younger then, though, and it was written by Bill Conlon, the late Bill yes. Conlon, who uh, at the end of his career unfortunately uh, lost a lot of respect. But I like the little happy face on the This is when the Philadelphia Daily News cost 20 cents. 20 cents. 20 cents in 1980. Now it's like $1.75 and nobody buys it, and that's why they're going out of business. Wow. This is the eight-star extra. Whatever the hell that means. Eight-star extra. That's where they had the late race results from Brandywine, I think, when they were doing nighttime spotters out there. Remember that? Remember the uh, Chuck Stone was in there? Larry McMullen? Jill Porter? Not Billy McMullen. No, no, not Billy McMullen. Or not Ryan, the uh, brothers, Eagle Great. Or the brothers McMullen, I think, weren't they? This is good, Jim. That's, I would have this frame, though. That's what I said. He has it in any, he doesn't have it in anything. I got newspapers from like this. I got like Kennedy assassinated. And I know. It's, it's, it's uh, thrown around like a rag. What else we got there, Paper's Jim? not around no more. Well, this is the Philadelphia. Anymore. Oh my God. Well, no more when it's the bulleted. Fantastic. So that's the same picture. It's just in color. 
Do we identify whose uh, head is buried in Mike Schmidt's uh, crotch <laughs> in that picture? It's a great picture. Probably one of Pete Rose's hoes. Probably uh, one of Pete Rose's hoes. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that paper cost? I That's think Will Wilson's toothpick got stuck. That's what it is, Tony. By accident. Yes. It's Gary Maddox. <laughs> Willie Wilson's toothpick. Now, how much is the color one? That, that one cost. This is the bowl and 20 cents also. Okay. So it was a tough uh, decision back in the 1980s. I'm really worried about the way you're handling that newspaper, Rob. Buying a newspaper. I delivered. Do you deliver the bulletin? Yes, I do. I think a lot of the guys who work there are now delivering uh, the bulletin. Uh, I hear you. I know that was the evening bulletin, because the Enquirer was a morning paper. Yes. The Daily News was the midday paper, and then the bulletin was the evening paper in town. People got the, the paper delivered at night. Not at night, like out late afternoon. That's why it was the eight star special. Now the bulletin. What did they call it? What did they call the bulletin back then? The bulletin. The evening. No, bulletin. but it was a it was a four star. Oh, four. How many stars? Not an eight star. Who the hell's calling me from Michigan? <laughs> Let's answer it. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh calling. <laughs> Want you to know who I like in the Big Ten this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the crab against Michigan State. What else? What else you got in the bag, Jim? What else, Jim? Oh, look at this. That's a, that's a, look at, that's a cigarette ad on the, back of, on the back of a magazine right there. That's a Winston ad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Winston, babe. That was a Marlboro guy back then. My, my dad was a Winston guy. Remember when the uh, NASCAR was called the Winston Cup for forever? Yes. It was the Winston Cup forever. And then it became the... Uh, uh, sprint, no, it became Nextel. Yeah. It was the Nextel Cup. My dad was Then it became too. the Sprint Cup. And now it's uh, the oh. D Cups, I think. The D Cups, they yeah, They're trying to attract more women and more men who are not from the South. Giddy up. And then there's the, there it is. A I had this up actually somewhere. The 1980 World Series official program. $2.50. That's a lot of money back then. It was a lot of money back then. <laughs> it's got all the pictures in there. Look. He's got Randy Lurch, Dick Root. Did Riddle just leave us a present down here? Yes, he did. No, and Millie gives you the tickets. No, but yeah, we just, oh, you have a tick game ticket in there? Yeah, Millie. Mil oh, he's got a ticket. Did to you the go game. to the game, Jim? I was wondering what you were looking at. Did you get that on StubHub or uh, E-Hub? Season tickets. He's a season ticket holder back then. Wow. The Bake McBride, Big Fro, <laughs> Keith Moreland. Some good stuff in there. Here, where's the ticket? It should be in the middle. Mickey Moreland. Warren was out on the 80s team. team. What's the matter with you, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, Here's the ticket right here. World Series. Can I see that something? Wait, let's see. Wait, let's, let me show you right now. Upper Reserve Veterans 700 level. 700 level, baby. Keeping it real. Yes. Keeping it 100. 100. <laughs> Keep it 700. <laughs> Keeping it 700 level, baby. Yeah, 719. See what they cost? $2. $15. This is World Series. World sucker. Series ticket for $15. For $15. Can, I see, can, I, can I hold that, Jim? Veterans yeah. Stadium. Game one of the 80 World Series. Yeah, my dad's second there. Let me see that. Wow. Jim, this is cool, man. $15. Wow. Jim, can I take a picture of this? Yeah. Thanks, man. What are you going to do with a picture of it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it. That's a good job. I got to find, I have a box of credentials for my entire career. I have I, the credentials from the Stanley Cup playoffs and the finals in 1974 were actually paper. They had no barcodes. It was just a piece of paper with a little hole in the top. And you had his rubber band around it, and it had rubber Stanley band. Cup Finals 1974, picture of the Stanley Cup, and then your name and affiliation. And that got you into the press box at the Stanley Cup Finals. Wow. Long before security lines, barcodes, uh, what are the other things? They put holograms. You know what I'm saying? I hate. Weren't you around when you could just stick something in your hat, Tony? No, I didn't just have to press. press. No, no, I didn't have to press. <laughs> I'll press you right here. 
back in the day, though, if it's funny when you're in the 80s, people still, you know, they, they didn't get. But when you watch the, uh, you watch any kind of video from like the 50s and 60s, every guy had a hat on. They had a shirt and tie on, a yeah. suit. All looking like Tom Landry. Everybody, everyone, yep. everybody got dressed up to go to sporting events. Now people don't get dressed up to go to five-star restaurants. Yeah. We were talking about yes, that on we Twitter were. last night. People, they asked the question, Nicole, the, one the, of question our was, the question was asked, is it acceptable to wear a jersey on a first day? Like, well, hell no. A but jersey? Asked, but I asked her, I said, man or woman? Doesn't and, matter. And then I wrote, man, no, strapper. Yes. Woman, okay. Because a man's a strapper if he wears a jersey. Men okay. just don't know how to dress anymore, Tony. That's the problem. They don't no, care. I said, I said every time Rob and I are in Vegas or Atlantic City or someplace nice, you can always tell. The women in, go to Vegas especially. They all come down all dolled up, dressed to the nines. That's because they're you know, fishing. 500, no, with their no, dates or their husbands. Yeah. It's, it's so not fishing. single women. And then the guys the guy are wearing comes down shorts. Where, and you know, the, the, bag, the pants down to his ankles, down below his kneecaps, the gym shorts. Not I just wearing, wearing sneakers, Jordans, and a stupid tank top. And the girls dressed to the nines. With an unbelievable dress and, and great shoes and all that. Well, they look kind of like borderline. Now, this, no, this guy's got a hooker. Now, no, it's guy. his wife. And then you got me. You're talking to the Rolex wearing yep. diamond ring wearing kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. That's what I'm doing, Tone. Damn right. Damn right. No, it pisses brother. me off, man. I remember when I used to go to restaurants with just a jacket and an open collar shirt, and you had to rent a tie. Yeah, some yes, of the restaurants right, right. you couldn't sit in the dining room without a tie, and if you didn't have one, they can rent one at the front desk. And we're not talking about like the 30s and 40s; we're talking about the 70s and 80s. I know. Now That's guys like can wear. Now guys are wearing tank tops in the five-star restaurants. They should be beaten. Well, beaten at the front door by bouncers. Anybody who shows up at a restaurant like that. I'm not a violent man, but if I was a bouncer at a five-star restaurant and some strapper came into my joint wearing a tank top. It was one time, Tony. I said I apologize. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was one time, Tony. It was one time. <laughs> time Jim, what it. else you got? Now you have. Oh. By the way, while, while he's pulling that out, I want to. Excuse him. While Bob Thomas. <laughs> what up from DFW, Bruno? What happened? Bob Thomas is just a... Oh, from Dallas-Fort Worth, the mm -hmm. Metroplex. Not DSW. No. Right, where Robin lives, I think. In William life. Cullen, what up, Bruno, Miss Robin, Luigi? What, what up, yo? What up? And yes, one of the great ads. This is the 1974 Stanley Cup playoff. And this is a great show. Now, is that the cup that you, drove, you flew I was at with? both cups. Yeah, I was at the one in Philly in 74, which was this one. 75, which is actually the 74 season, was in Buffalo. And I was in Buffalo... And I told you the story. I flew back on the yes. Flyers tr charter. That's why I said this is the one that you flew Stanley back Cup, And I had Jimmy Watson's. He handed me a stick. And I come off the plane at Philadelphia International Airport. All the fans are out there at like 3 in the morning. Came off carrying Jimmy Watson's stick and the Stanley Cup next to me. And they're like, who's that? And you know what was, <laughs> you know was in the Stanley Cup when I drank it? Ortlieb's beer, baby. <laughs> Ortlieb's. Ortlieb's. Draught beer. Ortlieb's draught beer. Philadelphia's famous beer since 1869. You know, people used to call it draught beer. Draught. 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 Spelled. draught beer, right? Is that a peel-off top for Ortlieb's? Yeah, that's before they went to the, yeah, because. That's before they went to the tab. Yeah, because everybody would peel the thing off and then throw it out. Yep. And, or put it in the can. And that's then have their throats uh, mangled. Right. What, what should I do, Robin? I thought you said I was getting ready to do something. You were going to make fun of me or something. That's what usually what you do. No, no, no. Not yet. It's, uh, we got a little plenty of time. Oh, thank you. 
I got to set for overtime and just in case we have to. That program was the day they won the cup, 19th. Wow. By the way, we, we still have Jim on the line, you know. <laughs> Jim, you still there? <laughs> he made and, that and he even kept score. No, he did. Yes, he did. Let me see. Look, first period, Flyers Rick McLeish, the assist to Moose Dupont at 14:38 of the first period. Second period, no scoring. Third period, no scoring. Shots on goal, Boston Bruins. I swear to God, Jim records life. What do you mean he does life. that? That's why that's I why understand. People, that's why you always hear the announcer say, if you're scoring at home, and you probably aren't. And I always used to say, if you're scoring at home, congratulations, it's only Wednesday night. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's, 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 that's awesome. That's unbelievable, Jim. Now, do you kept score? Now, do you kept score when you went to Parliament? Is yeah. that Parliament on the back? The recess fills there? Yeah, not Parliament Lights. <laughs> no, not the Parliament Funkadelic. Or no, not Parliament Lights. Excuse me while I have some... Do you have Parliament Lights? <laughs> Wasn't that from a movie, that line? Do you have any Parliament Lights? I know. Excuse that's me, that's do you have any Grey Poupon? But no, I don't no, there's one more Parliament chick asked for Parliament Lights. I've never heard I anybody. I don't yes. recall that. Has anybody remembers that movie? You guys remember all the movie lines. I remember like... Yeah, the stuff. ones that matter. What ones matter? Not the movies? Yes. They don't matter. They do to some people. Not to me. Forget mm, about it, Tom. Only I'd rather promote Christopher Columbus... Than, than mob movies. Christopher oh. Columbus is more of a great American than the mobsters that people idol, idolize in this country. You don't idolize. Tony, I told you, I watched those movies for the, for the last. about this last week. And finally, one Schaefer more. Schaefer beer. You know what Schaefer beer was, Luigi? No. Do you remember Schaefer? No, I do not, Tony. Schaefer is the one beer to have. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're, you're having more than one. <laughs> that is the best <laughs> slogan ever. It is. Schaefer. Schaefer is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. Let me see that bad boy. <laughs> hey, Tony, if, if you haven't, P Pacifico leases cars, by the way. What's that? Pacifico leases cars, by the way. It's on Pacifico the releases cars, yes. <laughs> now it's Natty Ice, which, uh, which uh, Jack brings to show. This jerk. In the Michael and David winery cellar over here, he brings Natty Ice cans. One time. He, he learned his lesson the first time around. He still one left. Then, then he's drinking out of the red solo cup, which is totally fine. Right, we we right, allow right. that, no problem. Then he asked for me to pour some of our some of the earthquake that, that was with Natty Ice still in the bottom of the thing. He's like, all right, just pour some of that in there. I'm like, I'm like absolutely should have been escorted out of South Philadelphia on that one. <laughs> not just out of the house, out of the neighborhood. That that was that was his first time here. <laughs> And he learned many lessons. And unlike some people, he learned it. He heard it once, and he hasn't done it since then. You talking to me? If well, you're not the only fits. person here, so she might not be. You talking? <laughs> you got something to say, Robin? <laughs> you got something to say? You Jim, seem you to identify with that remark immediately. Why don't you get it off your girly yeah. chest? Eh? What do you got to say, Robin? What do you got to say? Oh, now my chest is girly. Well, that's always been girly. We're right? number one, bitches. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'll see if I'm in, because uh, I was in this Flyers parade in 1974, the biggest parade in this First city's history. Yeah, I, I think that's I you. I was there. Is that you? Yeah, I, I think that's you. Let me see. No, I, you I'll can't. probably be a minute picture. You I can't was, just look. No, there I am right there. No, it's not. That's there, you. There. That's Tony that Bruno. That's Tony Bruno. <laughs> I'm right there. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. No yes. Yes. I, I was going to say, don't look for a bald head, because he actually had hair back then. And <laughs> we found Tony Bruno. He's gone. We found Tony Bruno. Let me see, bro. Let me pass that back. <laughs> Where are you at, Tom? You can see him right there. Yes, it is. I told you it is. Yes, it is. I was walking is. alongside the motorcade. 
I was like uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, except I didn't have to peel anybody's brains off the back of a car. That's incredible. I'm sorry. That was uh, too soon, I think. I have to take a picture of this and send it out. That's awesome. I think I see my dad's bookie in there, too. Here. Hand it to me. <laughs> he had, well, you had a bet on Bernie. Of course. Bernie and the Nets. Are you of kidding course. me? What do you think about the coffee shop, Holmes? It's good stuff, man. Great Greg Thorpe checks in. He goes, Tony, who are your who are your interns? Where are your interns? We don't have any interns. Actually, I, they're in the shower waiting for watching me take a shower. Ah, right now, but, uh, that'll be in five minutes. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary, Tony. <laughs> Thank you. How long did you wait in line to get to be in that spot? So Jack asked, I wasn't how, in line. I was there with, from the beginning, walking the entire parade route with the Flyers. That was for everyone who didn't who couldn't hear Jack. He's off mic. He asked, oh, Jack, what did you say now? They said, how long did he take? Yeah. For you to get into that spot, and said so Tony said, "Well, he didn't have to wait. He was in the he was in the parade yeah, in the procession." Same with the Sixers parade in '83. I was right there next to Billy Cunningham the whole way because I was a member of the media. I wasn't just some schlub fan. I was a schlub fan with press credentials. Not like oh, now where anybody can do a podcast and, and pretend that they're a media person. Yeah, like me. Exactly. You think I'm not going to try to? Actually, you actually have legitimate media credentials, which most of the guys who are bloggers. Do. do you realize that most bloggers do not get media credentials That's to right. sporting events? That's right. They I don't. No. Nah, hey, listen, bro. I sat there with, in the NBA draft for you, dude. I got NFL for, draft. And if, I mean, I'm sorry, NFL draft. And then we were down when we were down for the for the college national championship. You had credentials. At everything. You're damn right. Laminated around my neck. I lost two of them, but I still got them. Let me give you one of these right now, man. I got the one from the Walker Stalker. That's right. What do you, well, you thought I was going to give you the other one, right? Yeah, I, I, I was sold. I wonder if I wonder if I can get credentials on my own. No. Nope. Hell no. Well, not to like important stuff. Nah. Like what? Nah, I don't like a ribbon cutting of something. I don't know. I'll just call Jim Kenny. He's at every one. Exactly. That's what's going to do. He'll let you uh, hold the, uh, the ribbon while he cuts it for you. What else you got, Jim? Do you know There's who I am? Young Ray Dinger. The young Ray Dinger. Ray Diddy in the house. Back in the house, Bo. That's when he was with the Daily News. And look, Ray looks exactly the same <laughs> as he did in 1980. He looks exactly he the same. He does look exactly the same. You've seen Ray Dittinger, actually a of course. famer, not just a Philadelphia legend. I mean, this guy's all over NFL films, so he's not just a Philly guy. Ray Dittinger's a, now, Ray a legend. A, he's, he's someone I got a chance to meet and, and, and share some food with, uh, courtesy of this program, Tony, when we did the live exactly. shows over comedy sports. Man. Love Ray Diddy, man. He's one of my boys. Yeah, Ray, Ray's awesome. Good what stuff. else you got, Jim? You got any 1972 Steve Carlton's 27 wins season? You know, 27 wins. You know how many complete games Steve Carlton had in 1972? 20? 30. 30? 30 complete games, which I believe is more than the entire it's major leagues combined. That's one less game than Joel Embiid has played in his NBA career. Wow. And got $170 million. Remember, it's not $170 million. It will be, it will be if he plays. I don't want to upset play. all the fanboy media people out I'm there. I'm just saying, bro. I don't want to upset all the fanboys pretending to be media people in this town who are kneeling before, not the, not the flag, they're kneeling before a banner of Sam Hinkie. Just think of that for a minute. Fanboys kneeling before a banner put up for a guy who basically told the team to go out there and lose for four consecutive years while charging people full money to go in and watch minor league basketball. That was the biggest outrage of it all. That's an apt, and then people think that that is an unbelievable achievement. Unbelievable. It takes immense talent to be able to bring in guys who can't play and become a success. 
And the people who still tell me that the process has worked don't understand how a process works. A process doesn't work when you amass talent who hasn't played together yet and can't stay healthy for more than one game. Even Markel Fultz, the number one pick in this year's draft, who I'm not going to rip because he only played a couple games. I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't think he's ready. He's physically hurt. I don't think he's ready. There's something wrong with him. He, he hurt his shoulder. No, I, I, I just. No, you see him shoot I, the free throws the yes, other night. But I don't think there's he, something physically wrong. I don't. With him. I think. I think he's still not good enough on defense. He doesn't get to where he needs to be in time. I, I don't think he's. But ready wait a minute! Time. Everybody said he's. He's a no doubt about it. You got to take this guy to build your franchise guy. No, I think we messed up. Yeah. So now Danny all of a sudden, wait, are, what you, are you denying the process has worked? Tony, I never said the process worked. The process only works. Let me give you a little hint, all you processes. I, I don't trust the process. There. I trust progress. That's process what I trust. this. The process doesn't work unless these pieces that you've amassed can play games together, win games together, and win more than 30 games in one year. Look, I've, I've already said it, that the entire thing revolves around Ben Simmons. Forget Joel Embiid. No, it you can't forget Joel Embiid. They just gave him 100 plus million forget dollars. It. it revolves around Ben And don't ben forget Simmons. about Dre, by the way. More no, no one forgets about Dre. Come on, dude. In a preseason game. Who? Who? Great. I, listen, I'm, no, listen. I'm, no, no, I'm going to drive him to camp on, right now. Hold on, hold on Dave. Uh, it's the NFL. This is Dave Fenster over here. I'm going to drive him up to Connecticut. I mean, up to uh, Massachusetts to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Have you been to the Basketball Hall of Fame? I have not. Nay. Then how can you talk basketball? See, now this, now what the, you know about basketball? That's Dave, that's Dave Fenster. <laughs> one, is one of the co-hosts from, from Fifth Quarter. I okay. Know. Now, what I'm, what, I, what I'm saying this is I've already said that I believe that Joel Embiid is no more than a five, six-year player. I think he's going to be here, here one second, gone the next. I don't think he can sustain a 10, 11-year career. It doesn't matter. He's got to win, help him win a championship. If he's going to help him win. Three years, that's fine. No, but, but exactly you're right. But the thing is, though, is that I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be on the floor that much. I really don't. I, I, listen, we signed him for five years. I understand you have to go out and you have to sign the guys. You don't want to lose them. Because he can be an incredible player, but I think it's going to be very, for a very short amount of time. I think Ben Simmons is more important than Joel Embiid. Because I feel that Joel Embiid can help win a title. I don't think you can win one without Simmons. Because Ben Simmons is, is basically, he's the maestro of the entire orchestra on the court. All right, that's your NBA talk, talk for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Join us again in two weeks when the NBA actually... Actually, join us again right after Christmas Day when the NBA actually starts their season. Christmas Day, tune in again. We will give you a full recap of all the games that most people will, will, will not even watch because they'll be sitting at home opening presents and getting shit-faced on Christmas Day. I, listen, I can, I, I can like him, but still have a different opinion about him. Yeah, I mean, I, that's Stop arguing about basketball, basketball here. We're not arguing. We're talking like normal people. What is this, dude? He's the biggest presence on the court. What is this, dude? The stinking floor of the New York Stock Exchange? Basically. <laughs> all right, boy. Sell. Turn those machines back on. Get in there and sell. Let's get back to Jim. All right. Jim's still on the line. Jim, you still there? We do that to Jim every single week. Jim, what do you? Have? What else you have? One more thing. Here's one. Our rookie Larry Bow. Oh, Larry Bow, rookie, and Don Money. Remember Don you Money? You know what I was waiting for? I was waiting for him to pull out an old Playboy, you know, and owe to Hefner over there. I got that. I got all stacks right, of those. Cool. Some of them are those stuck are together. Those are going to be worth a lot of money. money. Yeah. I'm, sure you, I'm sure you cracked a few blankets back in your day there, Bruno. Dude. I still can't find my Hugh Hefner matchbook that I got from the mansion. I had it in my desk drawer forever. Really? I ha yeah, I got a pack of matches that say Hugh Hefner on it yep. from the Playboy Mansion itself. Is that all you took from the mansion? 
Well, I took some other things, but I left them there. I left <laughs> some things there, too. <laughs> you never leave whole, do you, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I interject? Wait a minute. No, I just got to tell you that the Hold official on. 1970 Phillies yearbook, $1.25, Larry Boas, and there it is, W-I-B-G, Thirty Radio 99. You remember Wibbage? No. WIBG and WFIL, we were the stations in Philadelphia in the 60s and 70s. It's back when AM mattered. Yeah. It's good. It's Jim Bunning is in here. Grant Jackson, Woody Fryman, Dick Selma. They named a town after him in Alabama and made a movie about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Only you would know that, right? I mean... We couldn't think of Kerry Williams before the show started, but, uh, but he gets, he gets well, Dick, Dick Selma. Selma didn't have Selma. buy sconces. That's right, that's right. Dick Selma didn't buy sconces when he was picked up by the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> okay, now we get, we got, we, we gave Dave, Dave the microphone here. What's, All right, Dave, uh, I don't want to hear any of this bullshit NBA crap. No, I, wanna, I need to talk NBA because I need to back up my point. You're telling me <laughs> the biggest factor on the court is not a guy. So let's, I know it's preseason, so I know it's a little. By the way, I want to congratulate NBC now. Sports Philadelphia for finding a way to televise that game. The other <laughs> night, which is, by the way, their job, the other night they had to pick up the Boston Celtics feed with Tommy Heinsohn and uh, Gorman doing the play, and everybody's going crazy. Why do we have the Boston announcers on? Because Comcast, formerly Comcast, now NBC Sports Philadelphia, didn't want to pay to send a crew up there to do the game live. What do you got? All right, so here's what I got. So the 76ers score 70. Are you reading points. this from a prepared statement? I, I, it's just something I observe and I got to speak it. So Go ahead. Say what you feel. In bro. 11 minutes, 11 minutes, 20.7. He played 11 minutes tonight? 11 minutes tonight. 11 minutes. Yeah, and so that means he's out for the. 20 points in 11 minutes. He though. scored 20 points in. No, seriously. No, this guy's he's he's a monster. Again. He's a beast. He's the, he's the biggest factor on the court. You need yes, when he's on the court. Dave. Exactly, when he's on the court. Which he has not yet been able to do in his career. Dave, I think you need NBA to crank career. it up. Your intensity <laughs> level is way too low for this show. I'm talking at a five. I'm at a five listen, right now, listen. Tone. Oh, that, that, you, you can do that at Wildfire Susan, New Jersey. We're in South Philadelphia. Keep it down. We got neighbors. Just send the cops over here. You realize there'd be a paddy wagon over here? Respect the neighborhood. Respect the neighborhood. That's it, man. That's all I got to say, man. Listen, I love Joel Embiid. He's a special player. I just don't think he's the... He's also a special guy off the court. He's the reason the fans are interested. All right, whatever. Okay, we got enough cheerleaders in this town. I'm just saying. Are you? You, you got to think of all. Do all you have a Sam Hinkie banner in your house? I do not. Would you buy a Sam Hinkie banner if it were available? Oh, I see wins and losses. He would buy a Sam Hinkie. Would you buy a Sam a Trust the Process T-shirt? He has a Royal <laughs> Ivy jersey. I've seen it. Royal with cheese <laughs> Ivy yeah, or just Royal? Uh, Royal, Royal, Royal. Royal. Can we give him something? What was he on the team like? Can we give him a big? Jakar Sampson. Yeah, Jakar Sampson. He's got signed by the Kings. Kings you know what I want? You know, if you want to get, uh, if you want to get the complete collection of 76er draft picks from the past five years, <laughs> last five years, go to the local Goodwill store. All those jerseys of Drew Holiday, MCW, Evan Turner, Evan Turner. They're all on the rack at Goodwill. The will be available very soon. Will be there soon. I mean, seriously, you go look at the guys they drafted in the last five years alone. You can fill two D-League rosters right now. In fact, most of those guys aren't even in the D-League that they play, that they uh, signed. No, they're not. Drew Holiday's on the Pelicans still. I saw him Drew shooting. Drew Holiday's for the Pelicans. MCW's been moving around. He was with the Bulls the last time. I Evan Turner him. was tweeting some nonsense the other day. I didn't even realize he's still, is he still in Boston? He's Portland. He's in Portland. Portland. No wonder why nobody knows. He's a value okay. playing DFS, though. We, we still have Jim on the line. Jim, what else? <laughs> we interrupt this senseless, meaningless preseason NBA basketball talk. We're doing the same. We go back to I can't believe we're talk. doing the same thing to him.
live that we normally do to him on the phone. But Luigi doesn't hang up on. We never hang never up on Jim. No. Is that how you hold the phone, Jim, when we're, on, we're talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel the same like when you're on the phone than when you're standing, like, you're sitting in a, on the... On the uh, uh, Billy Hawk, don't forget the great New Orleans Noel. Let's not forget New Orleans oh, Noel. Who can, who can forget about New Orleans Noel? He was a... He was a he was a big piece to this thing. Um, he was the he was the key. He was the big rebounder. He was a guy that you had to have. The high energy guy. Yeah. Speaking of phones, do we have anybody calling? I don't even know if the phones are working tonight. Because Robin, I don't know. If you want to try to call in yourself, you can try to call. We got to do our we got to do our big Pennsylvania story before yes, we're done. Well, too. let's let's finish with Jim so that he's not like hanging was here, that, like you know. Jose didn't even call tonight. I think it, he's watching baseball or exhibition. Basketball. Do you know what it was? It's just a couple of days ago. Well, it was, was Jose's birthday. It was? Yes, Are you uh, kidding? Why didn't we know that? He called we me. We did know that, and I said happy I didn't, birthday you didn't tell to him. I told Jose. If you were on Facebook. I don't do Facebook. No, you do Twitter. To death. Bruh. Damn right. <laughs> and I don't even need 280 you're, characters. You're approaching Corrado numbers. I'm telling you that right now. By man. the way, you do. You actually have 280 characters. You do? Yeah. I do? Yeah, you're one of the few people that gave... I didn't even know. They gave yeah. you 280 characters? Damn right they should. I don't need 280 you characters. You might as well just sign off right now. Tell me to go upstairs and go play the computer. I don't need 280 characters to have a conversation with somebody next to me, let alone on there Twitter. There are certain <laughs> special people that they gave it to, and you are one of them. I just need to incorporate it into your Twitter account. Why didn't you tell me, Robin? I, because I, I didn't want to. Le- I feel just left keep out. Typing. Just keep typing. No, it, it, it still goes down to zero and 100. No, I I've got to... it down, though. I know exactly... What 140 characters I love should be. It. I, love I it. never go one number or letter over. I have it down 140. He can, he can tweet in his sleep. Damn right. And usually he does. Do. Usually does. <laughs> Jim, it's where his best material comes from. Jim, I want to thank you for bringing championship talk rather than hopeful bullshit to the table tonight. <laughs> pra- pra- th- pra- thoughts and prayers for Philadelphia sports future. I feel like the ghosts of Christmas future in the city. And I like young players. Don't get me wrong. I like young women and young players. And who doesn't? Flyers have some young players. The Phillies have young players. Sixers have young players. And the Eagles have young players. That's what you want when you're a fan of a team that's a city that's had very little success the last few years. Did the Flyers get ripped off last night? Yeah, I mean... I tell you, you, that was an unbelievable game. It was 3-0, and I went upstairs and watched American Horror Story cult. Then all of a sudden, I come down, and they're winning 5-3. I'm like, holy crap, what did I miss? And then, they, then of course, they get one goal, and then they, it's 5-4, 2.41 left in the game. It was an awful. It was unbelievable. Now, I'm not saying the first penalty wasn't, but but The, the second penalty was just it was bogus. Hard. And it by was the way, and I'm not saying bogus. a penalty should be a penalty, whether it's the first minute of the game or the last. But the, the thought is, in the last couple minutes of a game, you're a referee. Let them play. Let them decide the game. The first penalty was totally if earned. It's a, if it's a glaring penalty, you have to call it. Yeah. But the trip on, on McDonald, when there was already a penalty called on the same sequence mm-hmm. at the other end, by a guy who just tried to do a swim move by the other guy, and they both fell to the ice. And by the way, he's going for the puck in the offensive end. Why would he be trying to grab a guy in, in his own zone when he's trying to get to the puck? Here's something, here's something that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known last year. Is that I actually know what you're talking about because I watched the game. Did you watch the NBA? Yes, I, I told you. I was going to watch hockey, man. I told you. Nashville's good. That building was rocking. That's a smash zone, brother. They're a great team. And there's great energy. But, you know, it's a 5-4 game. But i got to rip the coach. Haxtell deserves it, man. You know, again, he knows the rule. You better absolutely, and I know he doesn't have a lot of time, you better absolutely positively know if it was offside or not. Yes, you do. Because you know the consequences. If you're wrong, it's not like the NFL, you know, where you lose a timeout or you have one, you have one challenge remaining. You get an automatic two-minute penalty. 
So the Flyers have tried to kill off a six-on-three, almost did. They got it, gave up a goal because it's impossible. A six-on-three. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you stop them, and then you challenge. It's like a minute 17 left, and then there was a stoppage of play. Or no, they scored the goal with a minute right. 17 left to make it 5-4. No, to tie it up at 5-5. Five, tie five. it 5-5. Five, tie five. it at 5-5 five, five with a six-on-three. Exactly. Then you review the play and, and call for a replay. And then and you lose, and now you give up another two-on-one in the final minute 17, and you got no shot. Yeah, because, I mean, like, at least before that, they could have I'm a they could have hoped for a tie, a tie and, go and go over to overtime. Exactly. After a, loss, like, point. after a loss like that, you need a drink. You're damn right. It's a shame you can't get any of this anymore, though, because we're getting, yeah, this we're getting vitally low. Where this is this new rule? The new rule about the penalty was last year. The new rule this year is they don't want to have clutching and grabbing by players anymore. So now if a guy looks like he's going to tackle a guy or grab a guy, they're going to call it a penalty. But you know what that does? It creates a gray area for the officials. That's what it does. Anyway, we're going to go to the update. She, she, Jim asked a question, and I have to give him an answer. Jim, we got to do an update. I don't know so damn mad for it, Tony. You give me like a look. I gave Robin a look. I give everybody a look. It's usually the Maloik. The Maloik. I'll give you one of these. I'll give you one of these. Yeah, exactly. Give him one of those instead. <laughs> Anything else, Jim? Because we got to do our play. Stop that and we're going to restart it. <sighs> That's my line. I know, really. I'm the side guy. Wow. I learned. You learned. You learned, learned the Tony Bruno side. That Jim, was actually very impressive. We appreciate you coming out. You're such a big part of everything we do. I love Jim, man. I'm going yeah. to give him one line. Yeah. Yeah. This guy has brought more history to this program than you have, pal. Mm -hmm. That's right. This program would be history without Jim. <laughs> Damn right it would. And we probably will all be history before long anyway because it doesn't matter. Thank you, Jim. It's great Jim to see you. Jim has everything. He does. Absolutely everything. Is there anything you don't have, Jim? Well, he doesn't have the 9-11 show, which is a real bummer. I know. Nobody has that. Well, I didn't. I couldn't get Fox Radio then because it was not heard in Philadelphia. Same thing's happening now with the Cal Colin Cowherd. That's a problem. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Jim. Appreciate Thanks, you coming Jim. by Appreciate for the big third anniversary show. But we got to get this updated because this is the biggest story in Pennsylvania that no one even realizes. This, this, this is major when stuff. I, when this I is. read this today and I showed it to Tony, we it's, were devastated. It's, it's incomprehensible that this could be happening in this day and age. You know, Inconceivable. People need product, right? You always need product. But what's one of the most important products out there? It's been mentioned in more rap songs than any other product. In fact, it's been in at least 23 to my count. It used to be gin and juice when the Snoop days, remember? Yeah, past the dog, man. But now, ladies and gentlemen, Hennessy is the drink of choice, whether you're smoking up or whether you're just chilling with the boys or the girls. Anything is possible. Hennessy, baby. And now we have a Pennsylvania has a Hennessy crisis. Let's go to your cognac leader, Miss Robin, who's up in the club with some weed and some henny right now. I'm a honey with some henny. Honey with some henny. There you go. <laughs> right. The Pennsylvania Liquor Board has made a statement, and it is dire. Dire circumstances for those of you out there. I hope there's no the rioting Hennessy. in the streets tonight. I hope there's no uptick in the outrage already prevalent in our communities. If you are a Hennessy drinker, <laughs> if you have any Hennessy, hang on to those suckers, baby. Why? What do you got, Robin? Because let me tell you, it is a dire Hennessy. Now, let me tell you now. Let me tell you. This is let a huge Hennessy problem. Huge. 
Now we as the as best a, cognac. We are, re- <laughs> we are recording this show Wednesday night, October eleventh. But as of day before yesterday, Monday morning, there were only ten 750 milliliter what? bottles of Hennessy um, available for purchase in Philadelphia. Nine in all of Montgomery County. Only and nine just bottles of Hennessy in Monco? The NBA season even started yet. This is incredible. And just one, one bottle in the entirety of Delaware County. Delco? Well, they don't drink uh, Hennessy. No, they don't drink Hennessy. No, no, no. They're drinking PBR and... Uh, Schlitz. And, you're doing. Uh, you'll do a little. Delco the from, from two SP Brewery, right. right? Exactly right. That, you'll do a little better in County, Chester right. or Bucks counties, which have fewer than ten bottles between the two of them. That's incredible, dude. So Hennessy. I can see mass gunmen tonight going into the bars and saying, "Give me the honey. Give me the honey. I don't want your money. Give me the honey, sucker." Now, the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board told them that the manufacturer is trying to hike the price of Hennessy way up and that the county's biggest buyer of wine and spirits, the PLCB, told Hennessy. I thought I did. Somebody must have jacked it. No, I tried to find the Hennessy. I'll be right back. Hang on. I thought I had a bottle of Henny and a bottle of uh, Cobassier. Well, Well, Tony's not very good at looking at it. I did. I looked in the entire cabinets. Did I not warn you up there when I was looking? Another spokesperson says that that is not the case. It is not. Wait a minute. Hennessy's trying to jack the community? Well, no. They're, apparently, another spokesper- official spokesperson for the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board said that it has nothing to do with pricing, that the communications director, Sean Kelly, of, um, says that Hennessy VS. How did I miss that? I told you. I know I, I said I had it. VS is is up more than th- the the uh, the sales are up more than thirty five percent in Pennsylvania and the match manufacturer simply cannot keep up with Pennsylvania's apparently voracious appetite right. for Hennessy cognac. You know what I got right here? White privilege right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it says on the label? It's privilege. Privilege. In white. This is Hennessy privilege. BSOP, baby. It's a BSOP. Tony. It was right in the front. How could nobody now, find it? I'm serious. I'm looking. I'm looking in the back. I it told right you. He, doesn't, he, he does this I all the time. I got Cobassier, too. So you know what? Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board and the people that make Hennessy, the J.H. Hennessy and Company, it's made in France, you know. It's yes. from France. It's Cognac from France. Now, this is apparently not just a Pennsylvania issue. This is a worldwide issue. Worldwide Hennessy shortage? Yes. Well, you can always... Worldwide you can, when, when, when you're now, Hennessy, you can always... There are some locations that are in more dire straits than others, Pennsylvania being one of them. I thought next week when we do it here in the... Uh, in the wine cellar, which we love. You gotta have a little Henny. In fact, I'm gonna have a little Henny right now. Let me open this sucker up right now. Pop that. If you don't have any, just pass the Cabasia. That's it. That's it. Buster Rhymes. FYI, the reason that that has a glass top is but when I went to open it, the, the, <laughs> the, the actual, yeah, the cork was completely shot. Oh man, smell that. I had to filter oh. it twice to get all the, the, the dry cork out of it. What is the street value? I right know. Now? I got. Yeah, what's that bottle of Henny cost now? No, we have that's, the, that's, the, that's the stuff everybody wants, the BSOP. We have shot at. glasses upstairs. That's the BSOP. You down with BSOP? You know me. Wasn't that mother, father, sister, brother? Oh, no, that was MFSP. Philadelphia great from the Sound of Philadelphia days. You remember that, Jim, don't you? The Sound of Philadelphia, folks. 
That lid's off. Don't you dock Dennis, that damn bottle of Henny. Des- Dennis Taylor says that I look fabulous tonight. You do look fabulous tonight, Robin. Thank you. I like you. the ruby red lipstick. Would you uh, watch you know- me take a shower later on, maybe? <laughs> Just five minutes. That's all I need. <laughs> That's a fit- it's a $50 item right here That's all day long. It's a $50 all day long, Rob. $50 bill, Clark. It's a $50 bill. Right now, I'll, I'll offer this to anybody in dire straits. $7,000. I will let this bottle of slightly used Hennessy BSOP privilege go. Tonight only. <laughs> this is the last of the quantity, as they say on QVC. Once this is gone, there will be no more. There will be riots over this bottle. You know what I use that for? What? When we made the gravy the other night. I you used you gravy. Use Robin, I mean, you know what a shortage are using freaking Henny? I, I did not know People about the shortage. like they did for the gap. We're going to have even odd Hennessy days in Pennsylvania. There's people out there. Mm-hmm. The liquor store. There are people outside kneeling for different reasons for <laughs> Hennessy right now. And you're taking, you're using it in gravy? I did. What the hell's the matter with you? It was really good gravy. You know what that is, though. That's why privilege. That's what that is. <laughs> privilege right there. You don't use good shit in gravy. What's the matter with you? No, that was the turkey gravy the, from, from what's the You don't face. use Hennessy and turkey gravy. Yes, I needed cognac for it. Well, you don't use that cognac. We got cheap shit up there. We don't use Hennessy or, or Corbassier. I ran out of the cheap shit. No, we don't. We, we have about like three bottles of cheap shit. That's for company. <laughs> what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, for people man. you just put it in a schnitzel and you tell them it's Hennessy. Yeah, it's hen dog. There you go. It's hen dog, bro. It's hen dog, bro. <laughs> There it has. Aaron, yeah. Co- Aaron Cohen goes, gee, Miss Robin, you watering the grass when there's a water shortage, too? Exactly. It's like <laughs> filling a swimming pool That's what I mean. in the heat of summer when we have a water emergency. Oh, Robin. <laughs> Robin, 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 Robin. <laughs> the woman who, who, who talks about charity and all this other stuff is like, uh. You know, it was I just, family, and I needed some. I mean, we're, we're in a freaking crisis here. No, you just know. read the stats. You just read the stats. That's like buying a I gallon of gasoline for your weed eater when your car's out of gas and there's no gas at the gas station. Listen, if I'd known that we had a Hennessy problem, I would have put it under lock and key. Dennis should get out to the know. club more. Dennis Taylor said, Robin, give him one of those. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was balling like you, Robin. I know. Where the hell? Oh, I'm broke as shit. Think, exactly. I'm more broke than woke. <laughs> and I got, and she's she's pouring out Kennedy for for gravy, for gravy for turkey gravy, dude. It was damn good turkey gravy too. <laughs> I bet it was. I bet it was. Well, let me get another word for that baby right there. Oh man, that smells good. Oh. It's got that. Oh, it's got a good oaky. Yes, it does. Those Frenchies, man, they make good shit. You know what I'm saying? They make good shit. We let me pour a little bit. Pass, of the, right pass the honey, man. Come on. Let me just have just a taste. I'm gonna have like a dollar fifty's worth. That's <laughs> it. Oh! Oh! Give me that, dude. Pass the damn honey. Pass the See, Hennessy doesn't. See, when Buster Rhymes did pass the Cavassier, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. Because I mean, Tupac did the Hennessy song. I mentioned Hennessy's mentioned in. You know, we do like, have one. shot glasses upstairs. Who gives a sh- We don't Give do this sh- in a shot glass. You got to have a snifter. 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 I barely knew her. Exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking of snifter, a good yes. friend from Tampa remember once said. No. No, no, no. no, no. Luigi <laughs> almost did a faux pas today. When we were outside and we were um, <laughs> taking care of that little business with my car. Uh, the, the the nice woman who lives next door to you was sweeping the, the great Angela she, Angela Angel we she call was her. sweeping the leaves out front I said and, I got the leaves I got the leaf blower and I was like blower and she was like yeah and I'm like 
that's a good idea, Tony. And I walked away. <laughs> I was like, blow her. That joke doesn't work with everybody. I know, because she turned around. She was like, yeah? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be nice and just go inside. Anyway, let, how's that? Oh, how's yeah. that Henny? That's smooth, baby. You got any, Jim? Jim, you don't want no Henny? You want some Henny? You want some Henny? Look at this. This is what we care about, the Georgia Henny. We're pouring it around, baby. That's right, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's the solo cup? That's all right. You can drink Henny out of a solo cup. Can you drink Henny out of a solo cup? Why not? I usually drink it out of a woman's navel. But again, I know uh, Harvey Weinstein from back in the L.A. days. Yeah. I, saw that, I saw that at a party. How's the hen dog tone? Oh, yeah. Let that let that marinate. Louis. Louis. Oh man, is that good? I'm not even a cognac guy. No, me neither, man. But that's good, man. Oh, we're about man. to get some real good honey, man. That's you know what? Stuff. I think we might need to shut this program down tonight. You and I just sit outside with this bottle, Tony, and reminisce, bro. How about if we say people come by, we'll pour you a shot, five dollars. You're not getting out of any bar. Five dollars? Five dollars? Not a full pour. We're losing money. At five dollars a shot here. We're losing money on this bottle. We gotta go at least fourteen dollars a shot. Fourteen dollars a yeah, shot. Yeah, if, if you do the How math, about if we go around to the bar, Lucky Thirteen. I guarantee you they don't have any henny, That's right. and we just put a little. We'll put like a, instead of a lemonade stand, we'll have a henny stand in front of bar. Yes. <laughs> and we'll charge fourteen dollars a shot. Wow. Is that a good deal? That's a great deal. Yeah. You know we should. You know we. I need a bartender. If any bartender is listening right now, because we're running overtime, and it's not sudden death. Uh, Make sure you cork that tongue. Cork that, baby. Cork Wait a minute. You let a By the way, bit. I have to give a shout out. Cork the honey. There is somebody who, um, when when we sent out the invite to invite certain people, they had to tell why they wanted yeah. to come to the wine cellar tonight for the third anniversary. There was one person, Jim Tolan, who contacted me um, saying that he was not going to be able to be here, but he is going to be in the Philadelphia area next month. So I extended the... Absolutely. We'll make this a regular occasion. I mean, now, we, want, we want people to come down to the wine cellar and see what this is all about. Enjoy some honey. Taste it. Just, just to, just to see he, how the other half lives. You know exactly. Exactly. So, to see how people who really don't have any money <laughs> piss money away... We're like Oprah and, and, uh, yeah, and Ellen DeGeneres. Say. Did you see that video? What she, she deposited? Like the first time she went to the bank, she deposited like two million dollars. Yeah, so Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah, two women who have more money than God, and God bless them, they earned it, they deserve it. But they're sitting there, whose primary audience is housewives, stay-at-home moms, well, you know, their asses cleaning off. up poop off the diaper that just overflowed while their kid is in the high chair, spitting out pablum, and trying wow. to figure out how she's going to make ends meet and how her husband's going to well, her husband's going to come home from his sixth job that he's working so he can pay for daycare so that mom can go out on vacation once and there's Oprah and and, and what's her face Ellen oh, DeGeneres on TV joking about when was the last time you went into a bank Oprah and then what's her face Ellen DeGeneres says oh I don't remember going to a bank but I remember the first time I went in the 80s and I put five thousand dollars in wow 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 and then Oprah will go what up her just a couple of articles just a little bit just a tad for just a second oh I was in the bank recently and then Ellen says how much did you put in she says it was a check how much? And I only did it because I wanted to see yeah, what it I felt like. I wanted to like. see what it felt like in what the bank. Like, yeah. I wanted to see what a man felt like, but my guy, uh, what's his name, uh, Stepford Wives, whatever his name was, Step and Fetch It, uh, he doesn't sleep with me anymore, so I go watch Harvey Weinstein take showers oh. to get my jollies. But I put, <laughs> a, like I put a check in for $5 million, and the audience is going, no, $5 million. 
five million dollars. Yes, yes, it is. Go check it out. We will. I re- I posted Get it on some Facebook. Facts and come back and see. She said five million dollars. I'm gonna check it right now. Check it out. And the audience and all these stupid Stepford wives in the audience who think this is great, who are sitting at home, not even using Hennessy in their gravy like Robin does, who's broke as dope. And then you not, wouldn't know it because she's putting hen dog in the gravy. Exactly right. And these women are all like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oprah, that's great. Oh, Oprah. Give me one more Oprah right here, right now. Give me one more. Taste. So may, may I may wow, go back wow, to Jim Tolan? Wow, wow, yeah, I'm sorry. So Jim Tolan, go ahead. I'm sorry. So Jim Tolan <laughs> said that um, from Jim Tolan he's gonna, Oprah. he lives in Texas, but he is going to be up here because his daughter is graduating basic training from the Coast Guard in Cape May, New Jersey. Oh, beautiful. And Let's give her so a round of applause. I know, right? <laughs> now, Wait, are you pouring that second shot for you guys now? How many shots did you have there, son? That you, that That's it. That's only it. And, and Ryan are getting double shots? No, they can't. <laughs> now. Oh, Tony, by the way, it's, it's $2 million. For those. It's $2 oh, million. I'm sorry. Okay. $2 million, buddy. For those I know it was you, more than a million. First time in 29 years, you deposit $2 million. I couldn't deposit $2 million in 69 years. Are you kidding me? For those of you who used to listen to the In the Night show, he is the Zamboni driver from South Texas that used to call in all the yes. time. Yes. Anyway. Um, so he's going to be here next month, and he's very excited. And then he's going to ride a Zamboni all the way from Texas. <laughs> no, he's very excited. So then, get this though. Talk about you know how you talk about good parenting. Here seven miles an hour. So he sent me a photograph, a postcard that his daughter had sent him in true Bruno fashion. It says, "Dear Parentals," and then it has the invitation to the uh, to the graduation, and um, it says at the bottom says, "Guess what number I am?" Four. Exactly right. Exactly. How great is that? That is some good parenting right there. So she's number four in the graduating class. Yeah. So she. So she sent a postcard and it says guess what number I am and then four in big letters with a big exclamation point so that she is so she has Bruno so ingrained in wow. her mind that's good parenting it's that's fantastic good parenting. good parenting Jim now as long as your your child's not a Dallas Cowboy fan because we've all determined now that Jerry Jones is the worst human being on the planet I actually have audio of the parents oh let's go to the yeah. tape hey, shut the fuck up <laughs> 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 Oh, wow. So, Paolo Ferreira, he um, brings back the Brew Crew. Remember? that was yes. We had the Brew Crew on the end of the night show, exactly too. Exactly right. Now, it's called the Bruna Familia. you damn right. La, La Familia. La Familia. Let me have one more taste. I have not had yeah, any. Yeah, me a little honey, man. Since this is I'm my off tomorrow. Break. I'm getting on tonight. Let's go, oh, let's bro. Let's go. Hey, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me a little hey, tiny man. taste. I just put my glass in I'm giving in myself. You see what I'm pouring myself? I'm yeah. pouring, guys. And that's your liquor. You're damn right it is. Right. Tony, you earned that liquor. Right. You worked for that liquor. What glass is this? Here, do me a favor. That's my glass. Out for Robin? You know how much game we had a, you had to spit so we can have a sip? You know how many hoes I had shit. to bang for this? You know how many hoes I had to get into the club speaking, and give some weed to? Speaking uh, of uh, liquor. A lot. <laughs> what? I said speaking of liquor. What about it? Uh, I'm, I was just thinking about later on tonight. Oh. <laughs> Is Harvey Weinstein coming over? 
really is. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi, you get another taste? I need Jim, a little. You're damn right he does. This is some good stuff. Jim deserves a case of this stuff. Yes, he does. <laughs> if Pennsylvania had more than one case, I would buy some. Pass Can you it. imagine that? Pasta Hennessy just doesn't have the same beat to it. Oh, man, that'll clear your sinuses, won't it? That's some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know what else will do? It'll flavor your gravy. You damn <laughs> uppity <right>. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole world suffering. Robin's over here, like, making giblets. <laughs> oh, let's see what we have in the cabinet. <laughs> what, uh, yeah, what do we have? What, what, what does the help not have themselves, you know, help themselves to yet? Oh, oh we're going to do a cheers. We're going to do a uh, pass the microphone. Uh, no, oh, man, you've had man. enough. Uh, come on, give me, give me, Dave, give me the damn, give me the glass. Give go. me the glass. Luigi's got There you go, brother. Wait, we have a special toast now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to the, uh, no, let's go on. to the, uh, let's go to the groom. Or is he the best man? <laughs> I was just the best man. I, him. I could do this. No, okay. he's got to do it. Okay, guys, everybody out there, raise your glasses. Let's raise them all now. Whether you have, you probably I know you ain't got Hennessy. no Hennessy. You ain't got no Henny. And to Robin, Luigi, and especially Tony, Cheers, third anniversary, and to many more. Chantan. Chantan. But in Chantan, I'll be 165, so I don't think I'll make it. By the yeah, way, I'll be right there with you. <laughs> bigger and better things are coming, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. That, that's what she said, pal. Oh, exactly Aaron, right. Aaron Cohen, longtime listener, he quoted one of your favorite lines. I miss Aaron. He's not at Wegmans anymore, right? I don't know, but he said that it's an outrage that we didn't have the show tonight at the Jug. I know. It, really it should is have an been, We're working on it. Um, he, it, what's one of your favorite lines about liquor, Tony? <laughs> liquor? Well, about poker, you mean? Oh, you know, what, the club that we go to? You know what they have, Luigi? What? What do they got, bro? <laughs> liquor in the front and poker in the rear. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Those are the kind of bars I go to. <laughs> liquor in the front. It's Rick Pitino kind of bar, I, I too. Know yeah. what it, I know what it is, man. Tony, to you, buddy. I love Thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Thank you, brother. I mean, three years of a podcast is not like some revolutionary thing. No, I, you've actually, we were just talking about it before the show. You've now been in the business as of this year. How long? Forty-eight years. Eight years. Forty-eight years. You started when you were How five. How could possible? I'm not even 48 years old. <laughs> no, 48 years I've been. I started in radio in 1969. I went down in, that, I went down in your mom's basement store where you used to do your little impromptu I radio did. shows. I was your back, back room. Shows. Yep. Back in the room. Oh, here, get like, Brian Wagner says, hey, Bruno, I started listening to you back when you were on WIP around 1994. He was in sixth grade. I still have Rich Kotite's State Island Christmas on tape. Satin Island Christmas. Oh, it Satin says State. No, it's Satin Island. I know, Rich, but Richie's he, from Satin he just, Island. He no, uh, Joe Conklin did a lot of great uh, Rich Cotite. If people think we're, we're harsh on Doug Peterson in this town. Most people who know football are idiots who, who are yes. harsh on this guy after, you know, what he's done with this team in two years. Oh, he had the whole playbook running down his freaking lap. He didn't laminate the, didn't laminate the damn No, place. but Rich Cotite, people, sm you know, they, they snipped him out in a hurry. Oh, of course, time. Tony, yeah. Really, I mean, you know, when we know bad coaches... Doug Peterson is not... I feel bad for what Rich did to the Jets more than he did to yeah, us, The, the best sake. part is that this guy was a terrible coach in Philly, and then the Jets, because Mike Francesa and the New York talk show guys were so upset at the way Eagle fans treated Rich Kotite that they begged Leon Hess, who was the owner of the Jets at the time while he was alive. Remember the Hess oil trucks? Yes, and all that stuff? I used to have all those. Leon Hess was the owner of the Jets, oh, yeah. and he was an old guy, and he was getting near senility. He still owned the Jets at a very old age, and Mike Francesa went on the air and ripped the Philadelphia Eagle fans for treating poor Richie Kotite, a Staten Island guy, so bad that the Jets actually listened to him and hired Rich Kotite to be the Jets coach. How did that work out for you, Mikey? 
Hey, Mikey, give him a loss, dog. Give him a loss, dog. And I don't rip my people in radio, but Mike Francesa is a bad guy. Yes, I told you that. I respect everybody in this business. Mike Francesa, I've told you the story. Uh, I was working at ESPN. He used to rip me when I was on weekends doing national radio. He used to rip you? He used to rip me in the newspapers. I'll go up there and whoop his ass right And now. I didn't care. I didn't even know him. And then uh, he would rip me every week, and then the, the guys in the New York papers would write about, Mike Francesa ripped Tony Bruno again. What's this guy doing on our radio station on WFAN on weekends? Because ESPN was on everywhere in the country. So then when I finally got to meet him, he wouldn't even talk to me. And then I was with Mike Tirico at a Super Bowl. Mike Tirico, the nicest guy, one of the most accomplished broadcasters in sports history. And Mike and I go up to him. I don't care if he doesn't say anything to me. He, ignore, he like doesn't even look at Mike Tirico. And Mike Tirico, all he wanted to do was say hi to him. When you try to big-time a guy like Mike Tirico, you're just a piece of garbage. I talked to Tirico. And Mike Francesa, you're a piece of garbage. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how important you think you are. You're a punk, a big, fat punk, put that and in your, a bully. Put that in your Diet Coke and drink it, You're pal. damn right, pal. <laughs> I, don't like to, I don't like to resort to name-calling. Uh, listen, I told, I told the Tariqa for... But Hennessy will do that every once in a while. <laughs> well, uh, you, when the hen dog comes out, the dog comes out, Tone. I told Tariqa for three minutes on the phone. He's the nicest guy in the world. He is. Nice, nobody he didn't, didn't know me from Adam. I called him up to come on the show. He couldn't do it because he was in the middle of the season and everything like that. But I told him for three minutes, and he stayed on the phone. He was like, you know, hey, how are you? He was very cordial, nice guy. I know so that's my Mike Francesa take for you, if anybody cares. I can't believe this, man. What? We're 24 minutes in overtime. Doesn't feel like it. Doesn't feel like it. The hen, the hen, oh, it's open. No. So I might as well it, is the it is the third anniversary show, right? Yeah. Uh, Dennis Taylor again says, my three-hour three ride home on Wednesdays is awesome. He a lot of people listen to us. My six-hour ride home is going to be even better. What are you talking about? Seriously, Dennis, you drive for three hours? Your ride home is three hours long? Wow. Holy crap. This is an outrage. It is an outrage. That's insane. You know how far you, let me tell you, you could go I, back in AC? I hope so, you don't do that daily, Dennis. Good when Lord. I drive, when I have to drive up like to Norristown in the, in the morning or afternoon, one time a month, Ugh. I get ballistic. I can't. I don't. I, I don't know how people do it every day. I, I drove to New York last week, and it took forever because I left at seven mm -hmm. in the morning, going to New York at seven a.m. Just going on two ninety-five, just getting out of Philly was an error. I mean, it took me three hours to get to New York City, and people do this every day to go to work. I would. I don't know what I. If I had to do that every day, I don't know how I would do it. I would go nuts. Ain't nobody got time for this. Yes, you would. I can attest to that. And then, you know, very few things have me going nuts. By the way, I should have poured the Hennessy in that big glass. Can you bring that glass over, Luigi? Uh, Jack, can you grab that? There's corks in there's there. There's a couple of corks in it, but I think because it's the third anniversary, because it's the third anniversary, and because, and because we just don't give a because <laughs> we just don't give a mother. Get this damn corks out of here now. No, Tony, do yes, not. No. Yes. Yes. What do you mean no? Yes. It's not washed. Yes. I just unpacked the damn thing. Who cares? It's clean enough for me. Oh. Robin, we're pouring alcohol into it. It's going to kill whatever it's going to touch. Give me the damn glass. Give me the glass. We're going to pour a little sip. Oh, pour, pour, pour me a little honey in this son bitch right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Oh, yeah. Let me get that. Let me let that baby open. Now, that's a pimp cup. That is a pimp cup. That's a pimp right cup. Right that's a scepter, homie. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving in Canada. Let's see. Uh, what else is coming up? Halloween, uh, All Saints Day, All Souls Day. 
Uh, what else is coming up? Thanksgiving. Hangover day. Hangover day. Yeah. Thursday. 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 Which is ladies' night. That's going to be hangover day tomorrow. Let me hear what this sounds like if I eat a drink. Drinking out of a big-ass glass to have my Hennessy. You hear that right now? Can you hear that? I don't think everybody can hear it. Let's hear something. Yeah, TB. <laughs> yeah, TB. That's the way it's done. Dennis Taylor said, got the Stanley Cup out tonight. Yes, he did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Tony, that was like I that. haven't seen a, a, anybody drink like that since the last wet T-shirt contest I went to with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sneak that one in there just one more time, just like Harvey Weinstein did. How about that? See, that I'm doing it, too. It's too easy, dude. It now, is too easy. <laughs> I want to remind everybody... Please, please, I know it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Don't drink and drive. Well, don't drink and drive, yes, but please share, follow, share the, share damn, the damn show. Yes. And share the damn Hennessy like we did. It doesn't seem like a lot, but please tell your friends. The more people you tell, the more people that listen, and this is how you, we make a living, so please do this now. Just we're making a living. Wait, 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 are you the only one getting promise from this? I haven't seen dime one. Click, well, click we're living, that's for sure. Click the share button right below on the on your screen on and on Facebook and tweet, share Audio boom. I mean, everywhere when you're listening to it on the podcast, the audio version. Or and if you Facebook don't page. mind going on iTunes, Audio Boom, and just doing hitting a little um, uh, the review mm-hmm. and just telling them how much you love the show, any kind of comment, even if you don't like it, go ahead, tell us. Tell us we suck. Yeah, that's fine too. But um, it really does help. Because people aren't afraid to tell you what they think anymore. That's what's the great the greatest thing about Twitter. You can say anything you want. You can insult people. I try not to. But when somebody gives me crap, <laughs> but I don't insult people until they insult me. If somebody, no. I, When people ask me questions, I'm cordial. And I rarely okay. resort to calling people names until they get belligerent. Yep. And I try not to block people, but sometimes you have to. And I rarely block people. I've had people say nasty things to me well, all the time. I, I don't care how the hell you are on social media, but in real life, you're, you're aces, brother. Well, I love you, you, man. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. I try to be nice to everybody. I'm kind of partial to him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the girl. <laughs> she is the girl. No, but seriously, you, you, guys are, you guys are unbelievable. Seriously. Well, you, you, you really are, Tony. No, it's a lot of fun. We're doing this for fun. We're not doing this to get rich. We're not doing this for sure. That's for sure. Are you kidding me? We're doing this for the booze. The I do this to get poor. <laughs> I do this for the wine, women, and song. Like Billy Chappell up in this piece, Tony, for the love of the game, brother. Doing Give me a little more Tupac game. before we get out of here tonight. I'll some Tupac. I want to thank my boys tonight. Jim from Cheltenham in the house, the official archivist of the Tony Bruno, not just show, life. If they ever do a This Is Your Life, I want this man to be the soundtrack guy. I want him to be my Harvey Weinstein and produce it for me. But I won't, he doesn't have to watch me take a shower. That's how much I love Jim. And the two boys who are pretty annoying. <laughs> Ryan, no, I'm just kidding. Ryan's not annoying. Ryan's no, no. been... Ryan's David, David Fenster has been, you know, a little, a little loud. He's excited. He's he so is loud. excited. David, now, what, what time, when's your show on Wildfire? It's on Monday nights from 9.15 to 10.15 p.m. And I'm also on Santa Cruz first, which is on Saturday mornings from... On what first? Should we try to get him to say that in a microphone? Yeah, get him. We don't need a microphone with him. I don't need a microphone. I can talk now, but I don't need a microphone. 
All right, now what are you on now? What are you on? So, so I'm on the fifth quarter with Ryan, my good buddy, from 9:15 to 10:15 p.m. Why is the show on start at 9:15 until 10? That's a really good question, Tone. But hey, it's prime time. It's prime prime time. But on Damn, Sat right. on Saturday mornings, I also do a show called Santa Boot First. Um, Santa what? Went, Santa Boot, Boot First. What the hell is that mean? I don't know. It's an old Eagles joke. Some guy who's a bad Santa in the 60s. I don't oh, know. Santa for, I, Wait, yeah. Santa Boot. Santa Boot. First, yes. Okay, so I thought it was an island down in the Caribbean. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Santa on Santa Island. Saturday mornings yeah. from. Oh, no, that's, actually, that's actually in Florida, on the Gulf Coast near Tampa. For those people who are going to question my knowledge of where Santa Boot Island is. Saturday mornings. It's just it's one the, of those ships that uh, Columbus yeah, sailed over. Yeah, the, the Santa, Santa Boot. Boot. Santa yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Me, Deke Martin, Jim Marcus. Dean Martin's are still Deke Mar uh, Deke Martin. Deke Martin. Any relationship? A.K.A. Donald. Any relation to, to Deke, uh, Zeke Elliott? No. <laughs> Deke Elliott? I don't know. Nah. Does he wear one of those shirts where his whole navel, his, his midriff is showing? No, but I will be later on the night. Keep pouring his head, dog. You kidding me? I, I just want to say something. Uh, I was a freshman when I was with you guys. I just spilled oh, wine. I was spilled, I'll clean up. I was a freshman when I came uh, with you Where were you guys. a freshman at? What school? I was at Temple. Exactly right. Photo went anywhere, Tony. And hey, it was too much for me. I wasn't there. doing well in school. We left yet. I wasn't doing well in school, but I've come full circle. I'm doing a show with him. We had your co-host Mark Willard on. Uh, Did he say nice Monday. things about me? Awful things, Tony. Yeah, he should. Awful things. But we had uh, Fran Dumpy on as well, and I just appreciate. I do this because of you, man. You inspired well, thank me to you. do this. Look at that, man. I want to say something yeah. like that. See that, Tony? That's, that's a very, very nice. Did you say hi to Franny for me? We did. We did. Love Fran Dumpy. Great, great guy. guy, great guy. And his, uh, you know, one of his kids is a theater major, just like Robin's daughter. That is you correct. know that? Love Fran Dumpy. I know uh, Luigi's probably going to say Fran Dumpy can't coach, just like you said Jay White can't no, coach. No, Phil Martelli can't coach. Oh, Phil Martelli <laughs> can't coach. No, no Fran Dumpy's all right with you. Yeah, we're, we're getting Phil Martelli on soon. Oh. On soon, too. So maybe Luigi, if you want to, if you, if you, if you got some words for Phil. Uh, I don't sweat that bum. Kidding <laughs> me? Wow. You're a hater, man. Oh, man. All these it low Americans, you're hating on them. You're going to get that? Give me a little uh, Chupac as we go out tonight. I got the best, man. A little Hennessy. No, I'm not going a little Hennessy. Anything is possible, baby. Damn right. Anything is possible. <laughs> I'm going to exactly what this always has been, Tony, and always will be. Yeah. It's always yeah. been a gangster party, Tony. It is a gangster party. Without the guns and uh, the hoes and, uh, and the drugs. and the, But we got the Henny. We got the Henny. We got the Henny. We don't have Henny and Weed, though. What are they called? They don't call it Henny and Weed. Well, there's one song called Henny and Weed. Right. No, there's another word that's used for weed in one of the Henny songs. Now this is pissing me off. I'm losing street cred quickly here. You ain't going to ever go lose street cred, Tom. I grew up on the street. <laughs> this bottle of Henny. We I'm, not, I'm not one of these fake guys who grew up in the hood. I grew is up in the hood, bro. Hennessy and Hydro. Hydro. Hydro is. That's great hydro knowledge right there. Thank you. You know, the, you, know you. The big, you know what the big shot was for that was the, the Incredible Hope. They used to do shots of Incredible Hope. I used to be pouring those shots when I was bartending at Maui, Egypt, and Baja. Oh, man. Yes, sir, brother. Hennessy and what? He uh, well, that was a Baja. I know, but you were pouring Hennessy with what? No, with with, with hypnotic. Oh, hypnotic. The hypnotic. And yeah. what else? The hypno, baby. Oh, I know the hypno. Hypno and Henny or just hypno straight? Just hypno. Man. You pouring the Alizé while you're in the club, too? No, I don't drink Alizé, oh, man. As Cat, Williams, as Cat Williams once said, every sick I, I know drinks Alizé. As Cat Williams once said, I got a fridge full of Alizé. I don't drink Alizé, but bitches do. <laughs> 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 
And he means that with the deepest, deepest respect and admiration. Of course, man. My bitches out there. He was a little lucky, lucky charm pimp, man. That's what he is. Cat <laughs> <Captain> William. <laughs> Tony, three years, brother. We got to wrap this thing All up. Right, we got to wrap three this years, up. Bro. Don't forget. Thanks to everybody for listening here tonight. Don't drink and drive. Don't do hydro and Hennessy and drive. Don't text and drive. Don't go out yet, man. And Funkin' Fantasy, Thursday night live at Moonshine, that. baby. Down in South Philly, down not too far from here. I got my own show. I don't know how long it's going to be on for, Tony, but thanks to you, brother. I got one, man. You'll be on as long as you want to be on. They can't fire you. No, they can't fire you. Just think of yourself as an ESPN <laughs> activist. I better get off of Twitter immediately. Exactly <laughs> right. Jack, or Jack O'Connell. Or Joseph Jack O'Connell. O'Donnell. Oh, I thought it was O'Donnell. <laughs> See what happens. The C and D's all get confused. When, when you start drinking out of one of those glasses, everything goes out. I'm going to pour another one of those pimp cup glasses. And everybody out there doesn't have a nice big pimp cup. Next week, I'll drink an entire bottle of wine from this cup. How's that? I will do it with you. You'll have one glass of wine, right? No, you know what we got to do in that next week? We got to make a like a mixed drink concoction. A concoction. Concoction? It's the Henny. Okay, blame it on the Vok. Blame it on the Henny. I think I'm the only one sober here tonight, which is very unusual. I'm going to fix that. And then... What we'll do is we'll have a contest next week. How much wine can fit into this glass? And if you can guess the milliliters, you can be here sampling the product with us the following week. Ah, there you go. See? We're always looking out for you. Where we will and we're not even Bill O'Reilly. As soon as you walk through the door, you'll get a straw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all it is. You'll get a straw. Everybody will get like, we'll get like a 16-tentacle straw bong, and everybody can drink out of it at the same time. I love it, man. Yeah? We gotta get a name for that thing though. It's like a scepter of sorts, man. Scepter, scepter. You got a little heavy left in the barrel though, boss. Right there, man. I gotta get one of those scepter, uh, car- scepter cards. You need a longer tongue. That's the Goblet of Glory. <laughs> Come on, Bo. Oh, look at that. Hey, there it is. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, come yeah. on, all right, Tony. All right. No longer a family program. <laughs> Don't you think what's his name would do the same thing if we were here from Kiss? Gene Simmons? Yeah. yeah. He Gene Simmons would have been able to go all the way down. Yeah, exactly. he would have been able to go all the way down. He would have reached the bottom. Grab <laughs> it, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go home. We're going home. We're just uh, two floors from here right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> two floors up or three doors down. It's somewhere nearby. We'll see you next week right here on the Tony Bruno Show Live Podcast. <laughs> There is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today.